This is Crow Inquisitors, an actual play RPG podcast about exonerated criminals doing the dirty work of a corrupt church. I'm Caleb, your host and game master, and you're about to listen to episode 4.5 of the show. Usually we start a session by going through each character's beliefs, instincts, and traits. This time is a bit different. First, because we only have one character, Delintan. And second, because the specifics of the session were a little fuzzy to both David and I when we began the episode. We do a post-mortem at the end of the show today to revise some beliefs based on what happened during the session, but I wanted to note that we don't actually go through Dellen's bits at the beginning of the game as a result of the odd circumstances. The Garrick Pantheon is a complex family of gods and goddesses, and it's time to get a rundown of each of them. The Serrano Pantheon of patron saints differs only slightly with the traditional Garrick Pantheon, and so I will note where the changes are. The head of the Pantheon is the Creator or the great god in Saron. While most Garrick cultures do not pay any real homage to this creator god, they do acknowledge his existence as the ultimate father of the entire pantheon, and the creator of the universe at large. Saron, of course, puts much more emphasis on this figure, and declares him to be the only true god. Otherwise, the most important figure in the Garrick pantheon is Atarian, the god of the sun, agriculture, expansion, honor, and empire. He, along with his wife Kara, the goddess of wind, travel, roads, joy, and luck, and Damar, the god of earth, architecture, knowledge, mountains, and craftsmen, make up the three heads of the Garrick pantheon, supposedly created by the creator to steward the Garrick people in their infancy. From there, the pantheon began to increase as Atarian and Kara had children, and later, Damar. The children of Atarian and Kara include Dekios, the god of justice, law, and the dawn, and his wife Polinel, the goddess of poetry, horses, and desire. There is also Narani, the goddess of water, marriage, and ships, and her husband Tanis, the god of war, soldiers, and darkness. Tanis is also the ex-husband of Eris, the goddess of peace, spring, and protection. You can imagine why that marriage didn't work out. The last child of Atarian and Kara is Amaki, the goddess of gardens, beauty, and cultivation. She, though younger than the reclusive and solitary Domar, god of the earth, won his heart, and the two married. Also included in the Garrick pantheon is Garin, the god of competition, the child of Dekios and Polinel, Vicari, the goddess of violent weather, child of Tanis and Narani, Pani, the goddess of children, child of Domar and Amaki, Fortis, the god of time, son of Tanis and Eris, Topas, the god of fire, son of Tanis and Narani, Vasam, the god of kings, son of Dekios and Polinel. And lastly, Adamar, the god of trade, the son of Domar and Amaki. A complicated web of family relationships, feuds, and alliances make up the Garrick pantheon, though the Serrano sainthood has largely de-emphasized these historical squabbles. We have already met a few of these figures in Crow Inquisitors, and may meet more as the game continues. Let's get back to the action on Crow Inquisitors. Welcome to the Burning Wheel again, episode four and a half, because we're gonna 
We're gonna figure out what happened to oh, our three and a half and four and a half. Three, yeah, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> I guess it's technically it's just the shadow episode yep. of three and four is basically what this is. But I'm gonna write it as four and a half because that's easier. Yeah, that's but uh, yeah, we're gonna figure out what happened to Del and Tan, our, our good buddy, the uh, Holy Knight, when he went off to to go do something else. When the whole rest of the party decided to do another thing for the sake of. David not being there, so. <laughs> I think we open with the last scene of the the previous episode, which was... I want to know what Yeah, happened. yeah, which was... So we kind of, like, fade back in on Antonius is staring at... Uh, he's in the middle of this this courtyard, and it's dark. It's, it's not raining anymore, but the whole courtyard is, like, just full of mud because it had just been raining. And he's looking down at the, the body of the man he just slit the throat of. The guy's just like laying there and there's no really distinguishing features on the guy. He doesn't look like he's a soldier or anything. It's just a townsfolk. But he did try to uh, attack Atonis with a sword. So that's what happened with him. And then Atonis is looking at that body and then he kind of kind of looks back up and then turns around and, and heads off towards like the entrance of the cloister of the, the nunnery there. And then we see several other townsfolk with drawn swords in their hands or axes and, you know, various weapons running around the corner of the nunnery, basically like in desperation, like they were told to get over this place as soon as possible. It, you know, they stopped seeing Antonius in the middle of the courtyard with the, the body of their companion at his feet. Oh, um, and he's he, going to be bad. <laughs> and, he, and he's standing there and uh, he, he's like, oh, well, crap, like this isn't what was supposed to happen. Uh, and then our good friend Dellen rides up. On his horse, the horse rears and kicks like the the, the the gate into the courtyard and like charges through and Dylan like reins in his horse and, and pulls up. And he looks at the at everything there and he's like, you idiots. And then we cut to black and then it text comes down the screen and, and it says one day earlier. <laughs> and then we open up with uh, Dylan waking up the morning before. Initially, I'd left to send off the letter to the head priest of the mm -hmm. travel gods. And then uh, I don't really remember what happened after that. We, I think we just we all turned in, right? And then that was kind of where we called it. Uh, yeah, like I think we, we, we turned in on that evening where everywhere. Yeah, I think the last thing we, we saw from that day was Theo just asking around in the marketplace about random yeah. things to kind of like get conversation started. And then we saw a shadowy figure in the distance that turned around a corner, and then that was the oh, cutoff. That's right. So, okay. wonder who that was. Um, I'm still actually sure, not actually sure who that was. Oh, okay, I assumed so. it was a guy who attacked him with a sword. Cool. All right. Well, I assume. Let's see. I think we established that Theo probably gets up the earliest out of all of us, uh, right? Or yeah. And 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 we opened that episode, oh. uh, episode three. Um, we yeah. opened it with Theo actually like up on this the steeple of the local temple praying to the goddess so that's that's okay. where he is right now but yeah so we we kind yeah. of like assumed that that delon was like i can t i can take care of this on my own like i know what i'm doing i don't need all these uh, other fools that can do whatever yeah. they want and i'm gonna go off and do something else yeah he must just be kind of peeved at them because to be honest i think he probably would have stuck around with them to make sure they didn't do something stupid but he obviously mm -hmm. didn't do that so he must have just been kind of done with their crap for now and wanted to yeah. go do it and own. that's kind of, yeah that's kind of what i figured and depending on like what happens, I don't think it's necessarily that he's just like, I can do this on my own. I'm just going to stay away the whole day or whatever. It's probably right. like he, he went off to do it himself, but then he got caught up with something. And then right, he's like, yeah. no, I'm just going to handle this on my own. Yeah, well, he gets up pretty early. 
probably not before Theo, but he'll get up and I think he's just gonna he just throws his arm around, he does his little well, he probably does his morning prayer first, he just kinda sits down for a few minutes and, mm-hmm. and meditate, does that. And then uh he just throws his arm around, gets his sword, just gets on his horse and he starts to you know, he's trying to figure out where he's gonna head first to well, I don't know if he rides his horse into town, it depends on where he's going. He's gonna try and figure out where he should head at first. So they didn't really give us any kind of leads that they didn't really have any idea what's going on. Um, no, not really. Okay. And we established there weren't any other holy knights around there. There weren't any holy knights in the kind city, of military no. arms or anything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a local guard constabulary type thing, but that's, right. that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I assume if they found out there were heretics here, they had a reason to believe that, right? Did they just deign not to tell us what that reason was? Basically what it was is they, they have heard a lot of rumors of heretics in this region from like okay. spies of theirs but they didn't manage to get any concrete information. So they're going to send you. Th- that's what it seemed like to you. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Um, but yeah, they didn't, they really didn't tell you a whole lot about what the right. situation was or what they really wanted you to do. They just kind of sent you off. In that case, I think I'm going to go find the, I assume it would be um mayor or some sort of the town. Just find the, or the elder or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the leader of a town would be called in, in this culture. But uh, he's just going to find the nicest house he can find and, and uh, knock on the door, <laughs> basically. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Awesome. I assume it's somewhere over here. I mean, you got this raised hill. I assume they'd be up here somewhere. This giant courtyard here is, I don't know what this would be for, but I would assume it would be somewhere in this, in this region here. Yeah. I mean, I hear it's by a gate, but you know, maybe over here somewhere. I'm going to say that, uh, let's, let's just go ahead and say that this whole block right here is like the campus of the, yeah the various like administrative buildings. Okay. So yeah, you go up to like the kind of like the main one um, and knock on the door and uh, a, a servant opens up the door, just like uh, a man with just kind of like wispy hair. And he looks kind of older. He, he's wearing like normal, like Saran colors, governmental clothing that you'd see in most of the, uh, the governmental positions in Saran. You've seen it plenty of times before. It's uh, it's a little bit more worn than it would normally be though. His eyes widen when he sees you. Cause he, sees the normal holy knight accoutrements and your bald head and all that stuff um oh one thing right. i actually didn't want to ask do we want to say that just to differentiate the baldness that you all the holy knights have tattoos on their head I'm fine with that. Yeah. Arrow, right? <laughs> then it kind of puts no i think actually what it is is it's that incomplete circle oh you weren't there when i described that yeah that's like the symbol of the great god is this incomplete circle and that just kind of has this small little opening at like the the base of it probably like the base of your right. head right here um yeah, in the circle enough. and then probably some like more intricate like designs around that to kind of signify your rank and things you've done and stuff like that how how common knowledge is the ranking system on that because i imagine i'm a pretty high ranking if the pope is my dad um i, I you're actually necess- not necessarily um because you only have one right. dice in the holy knighthood sure. so you're probably like just a full holy knight um, and, and then that's basically it, but you're, you're definitely very notable and you're, you're very contra- controversial figure within the Holy Knighthood, but you're not necessarily like of a higher rank. Yeah. Fair um, okay. cause that, cause that kind of signifies it uh, again, beyond just the baldness. Cause again, there's probably bald people <laughs> around somewhere, you know? Right. Yeah. That sounds good. But I think All it's, right. I think it's generally frowned upon to, for, to be bald if you're not a Holy Knight. So yeah, the, the guy just, you know, his eyes widen when he sees your, your sign is a holy knight or whatever, and, and he bows hastily and he says, um, Sir Holy Knight, um, what brings you to the village of Estol? You, you look like you've ridden hard. Uh, he just nods, he's like, 
the ride was harder than normal, referring to his companion. Right. Uh, like, I had interesting company. I'd like to speak to the mayor in regards to the business I've been sent on. Yes, um, of course, Holy Knight. Uh, are you willing to wait here while I send someone to, to ask if he will receive you? Is that a normal response to have the Holy Knight wait outside? And it's probably not. And I think I think the the servant catches himself when he says that. He said, like, "I'm sorry, that was impolite of me. Uh, would you please wait in the courtyard here? We have um, benches that you can sit at." And he kind of like waves you in. He nods like, "Okay," was, and now I don't have to say the thing I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he just steps in and stands. Okay, so yeah, so so this courtyard is like this, just kind of like circular little like veranda kind of thing, and. There's like a little, small little garden. It's it's used as a, this nice little waiting area for anyone who, who's coming here to meet with uh, the mayor. But so yeah, the servant scurries off, and uh, shortly the mayor does come out, and he is a uh, a younger looking man, probably only like in his early twenties, which is definitely like not very normal for uh, for any sort of major governmental position in uh, in Saran. Right. Normally, it would be an older older gentleman change in hands then with the power here i mean this is pretty close to our the capital right or where we're from i mean yeah it's very it's pretty close yeah it's okay so we would probably know if anything happened here as far as changing hands in power right i know no yeah there the, this guy's been the mayor for five years so he, so he was 20 yeah so when he was 20 so he's just a very good at what he does person okay um I, I don't think you know anything about him unless you want to like right. you know, no, specifically try to find out um, information about him, a- but position inherited kind of thing or is it an elected kind of thing i assume it's um it's well it can be inherited i suppose um and, and it probably is in a lot of the smaller villages and whatnot it, like where if the, the guy's son is uh good at the job as well he he just kind of inherits it naturally right. but okay. it's not necessarily just a hereditary position so he's the new mayor in town kind of a thing and he's he's an outsider um, he okay. was, he's actually he voted in a 15 year old. Holy crap. <laughs> he's actually a, um, a nobleman. Um, okay. He was That's... placed in this position to fill a void. So like the family like died or whatever, or the guy didn't have an right. heir or whatever. And so like the noble in charge of this area just kind of like appointed him to come here and, and take yeah. over. That's pretty impressive. Right. He, he comes in and he just, you know, nods at you and. And greets you with the normal like formalities, um, the blessings of, of uh, you know, God be with you, that kind of thing. He, he introduces his name. He says, uh, "My name is Itro, Itro Nav, and I welcome you to my city. What brings you here, Holy Knight? Uh, anything that I can offer assistance with?" It's a pleasure to meet you. He says, um, "I won't waste your time with with idle chatter." He says, "If word has reached the, is it the capital that we came from?" Yeah, uh, no, it's it's the it's like the second most important city in the it's country. Capital, it's the right? kind of like the religious capital, yeah. Okay. So, what was the name of the city then? Lucerta is, and and that's okay. where you come right. from. That's like your home city. So, right. He's like, if word has reached Lucerta, then uh, I'm certain you'll have heard it as well. Uh, especially if it was strong enough used uh, to send me. Um, there's been reports of less than faithful activity. By some of the, I'm sure, uh, minor sects of this sects <laughs> of this uh, village. It's like I come to inquire about that and to see if I can't solve that issue. I see. And you were sent by who? Whom exactly? The 
church sent me to make sure that everything was straight here and make sure that uh, the rumors have no ground and if they do to uh, determine that. Yes, I see. I would like to be of assistance to you, Holy Knight, but I do believe that you have the wrong village. and There has been no... We are faithful servants of the great God and, and all of the patron saints. I do not think that anyone in my town is the kind of person who would indulge heretical doctrine. He nods. He says, I'm sure you and your administration are uh, perfectly faithful. He says, uh, but it's, as I'm sure you're well aware, impossible to know the inner workings of every person in a village, even of this size. Like I said, if, if word reached the Cherta, then uh, I'm certain you've heard something. I'm sure this doesn't reflect any on your uh, ability to lead these people. People have a tendency to make their own foolish decisions. This isn't about you. This is about making sure that this town is any heresies stay where they belong, which is, you know, nowhere. <laughs> what things should I be looking for, uh, Holy Knight? Well, what things do you think would be signs of heresy that uh, maybe I've seen but haven't correctly identified? Uh, I mean, what kind of things would heretics do? When they say heresy, do they mean like non-adherence to what they're supposed to believe or specifically like doing something else? Like are they, they expect them to be, you know, sacrificing people to demons or are they just like, you didn't do your morning prayer, shame on you. Like From what it sounded to you, like uh, the way the Inquisitor was saying all of these things, it was of the more serious variety. Like there is a legitimate like heretical cult starting okay. in this city that skewered the teachings of the church and was like starting to teach like start a, a following that was like teaching things contrary okay. to what the church said gotcha i think he's just like i'm sure you're aware being a a devout follower as you are the kinds of things that might occur you know as people having off schedules uh disappearing in the night you know when they used to be very regularly otherwise strange teachings people saying odd things in the streets people or animals going missing do they do sacrifices i assume i don't know you haven't heard oh oh like like, is that a thing is that a thing normally in the church um i don't think so not with animals okay there's probably some sort of like ritual offerings of like valuables or incense or whatever but like not like an actual animal sacrifice would that be something i would expect of a cult like i mean if i was thinking of a cult nowadays i would expect you know them to be butchering animals but is that something he would expect of a cult just in general as a societal kind of thing or do cults you know very flowers like uh, what do they do no okay so i mean if you could make a doctrine check uh-huh. um for that and then you can just kind of make up what kind of cults exist okay like what uh, kind of cults you'd be familiar with kind of a thing obstacle just go ahead and make it a graduated test and we'll just okay. see uh, <laughs> a lot okay so give me a general idea of like what cults are normally like in this society i could just be super generic like i was being just have them be you know they meet at night with their little robes and their circles and killing animals but if that's i mean do you want something that's a little more i don't know i mean it's up to you i think he's just like you know okay animals going missing odd iconography showing up or idols or uh defamation of holy buildings or holy sites threats or so or Mm -hmm. attempts on the lives of holy people I'm sure you're aware of the kinds of things that might happen. You're very young for your position. Clearly, you have a very good head on your shoulders. I'm sure I don't have to inform you of what you should be looking for. He kind of squints when you say that, and he says, Well, there has been... And he pauses. <clears throat> um, there has been 
some vandalism of uh, property lately. Actually, my own quarters here were vandalized just uh, a fortnight ago. Um, there was some strange symbols drawn on one of the, the walls of the, of the compound here that uh, did seem to have some religious meetings, possibly. I, I wasn't, I'm not very, uh, very much of a religious man myself, so I didn't uh, think very much of them, but... Uh, could you describe the symbol to me? I could do better than that. I could show you them. We haven't washed them off or anything. They're, they're actually rather small. And he just, he kind of like leads you off to this, to one of the walls, um, kind of like brings you through one building and then out another one. There's, there's some like scribes working and he just kind of shows you like the, what, like the bottom like corner of one of these walls on the, like this North side over here. And uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's an interesting like, div- like subversion of the, the incomplete circle. Um, it's, it's like almost a half circle at this point. So like the circle is even more incomplete. There seems to be some other symbol that you really don't recognize. And, can I, can uh, I rolled action to see if I would recognize any of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. I suppose it's probably not in my doctrine, so maybe I wouldn't, but I mean, really it would be a symbology role. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have that. but you could make a doctrine check to see if there is any, well, okay. I mean, I can just tell you right away. There's. The, I mean, obviously, the incomplete circle is a main part of the religion. That's kind of the, the uh, equivalent of an upside-down cross kind of thing? like a, Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of I thing. Figured. The other symbol is some weird alien symbol that you've never really seen before. Um, oh, that's not demons. <laughs> and, and, and it seems to be like, like the two symbols are opposed to each other. Like, there's some sort oh, of... Okay. There's writing on, like, the bottom that says something along the lines. Some, some weird gibberish about, like, the two forces that control us all will battle for control kind of didn't thing occurred to him as a possible heretical occurrence do you um, do you even do you even like give him maybe a look that kind of uh, I, that, I mean, he's gonna try and play it like you know you're obviously not the person of all here until he gets as much as right. he out of him okay uh, for now we'll try and keep him compliant because this certainly would uh indicate the kinds of things you're talking about anything else you can think of that might well actually no first we're in a compound that belongs to the mayor. I assume this isn't really accessible. No, it's not. I mean, who had the ability to write this? I assume only people within your own compound had access to this place. People within my own compound, of course. But it's not that high of a wall. Someone could have scaled it. I don't know why they would have and why they would have written these symbols here. There's no real reason for it, but it's a possibility, I suppose. Uh, he says, I assume you haven't looked into uh, determining who did this at all. Again, I I didn't consider it of much importance. Uh, there's always some peasants with interesting ideas or children even that might want to subvert some teaching of the church and, and, and make some sort of game out of it. I, I don't know. I, I pay attention to the material matters. I, I, I pay attention to the economy. I pay attention to the things that I can control. I, I pay attention to the physical. He kind of shakes that a little bit, and he's like, the gods control all of those things. We simply do as they say. He says, but I understand what you, you mean. You mean the patron saints? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's... He probably says the holy it's god. heretical to say the gods. He probably says the, the holy god. I think he, uh, he leans more on, on him than he does the patron saints, just because he's 
arrogant. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he says, but I understand what you mean. I assume you don't have anybody in your complex that you might assume could have done this. Anybody who's given you trouble, anybody who's acted off, disappeared at night, done anything strange at all. This isn't just a concern for the church. If somebody is starting out by vandalizing your quarters, that's very possibly a uh, challenge to you as well as the church. It could be just as important for your station as mine. Again, uh, I told you there was other vandalism in the city. This is not the first time. This is other vandalism on your quarters. No, you're the mayor. Other vandalism in other parts of the city. Similar. No, to- he says, but this was your quarters. He says this is as much a front to you as it is to the church. That is why I suggest that we determine who did this, just as much for your sake as the church's sake. Again, I do not think this was of anything of of import. Maybe, maybe it is now that the the church has become involved, and maybe there is some sort of heretical thing going on. But I personally think it's probably just a bunch of unruly children playing games. There have been some issues with some of the local youth over the last few weeks. He just nods. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, I'm not gonna get more out of him. Is there anyone else? Or you said there was vandalism elsewhere in the city. Is it like this? Or you said, did he say it was of this nature, or was it just something else entirely? It may be related now that you mention it, but mostly it's just vandalism, normal vandalism, possibly. See, this is the thing. Like what you see as some sort of subversion of the church or heretical thing, I just see as the normal everyday blasphemy you get when you live in a, a town as small as this one. And as uh, outside the realm of normal church politics as this one is. He shakes his head. He says, everyday blasphemies are just as blasphemous as any other kind. But I think you've given me what I need. Is there anyone else I may speak to who may have more information or any of the other places that were vandalized in this nature that I might speak to? Obviously, the first place that uh, you might want to go next is the local church. Father uh, Thomas may have something for you. I mean, yeah, so they've been targeted at all with this vandalism? Uh, I believe that there was some sort of... I, th- I think there was rocks being thrown at the, one of the windows. I think it was two weeks ago now. That was the only thing that I was informed of. There may have been other things that Tomas did not think that needed my attention. Again, I am not... I, I, I am as religious as I need to be. And, and you, you can tell that he seems to kind of like rubbing the fact that he's not very religious in your face like even because he, he knows you're a holy knight he knows that that's your job yeah. like to be the religious mm-hmm. you know police basically yeah. and he's just like you know i pay my tithe i do what i need to but i mean really don't care about your church so he just i just thank you for your help i'll go speak to the priest the patron saints reward people and in, in turn for their faithfulness in other words you don't do a lot and you're not going to get a lot for it <laughs> have a good day and then he just kind of turns to leave so i think basically you hear him say under his breath we'll curse the patron saints to chaos then (laughs) i hear that yeah you hear that oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he stops and he kind of takes a deep breath and says now see those are the kinds of things i was talking about those are the kinds of signs of heresy he turns around now, how familiar is chaos? Like, a, chaos is just a thing, right? That yeah, yeah. About. Basically, like chaos. That. Yeah, chaos in in this world is basically like it's not hell exactly. The abyss is hell, and the the, like the abyss is the abyss to these to to the most of the cultures in in this world is the sky is like the expanse of of the void basically. Um, okay. And chaos is like the proverbial 
Satan, basically like the proverbial dweller in the void of the abyss right. kind of a thing. All right. So yeah, I get turned around. And uh, are there anybody else? Is there anybody else in the area? No, you're. you're you said there were servants, right? There, there were there were scribes. He went through. Okay, so you're basically like in like this kind of secluded section of the compound where there's just a couple of trees or whatever, and this wall. Like, there's not much else here except for like the doors to the other buildings behind you. Okay. Um, but the door is closed. He he has this kind of look of defiance on his face. Like, yeah. So what are you going to do about it? He doesn't say anything. No. All right. In that case, um, Dylan walks past him. To, to the door, or, or just to the door, I don't know if it's past him or not, and opens it and just kind of leaves him there. Unless right. he tries to do anything. No, he, didn't. he just lets you go. Okay. So now I'm walking to where the servants were, right? Yeah, there's or, some scribes working. Scribes, okay. They're working on his quarters, right? His, his building, basically? Yep, they're working okay. in, like, a, a side building where, like, they, they're doing, like, you know, normal, like, number crunching. In that case, he goes, uh, he just kind of walks up to one and he says, Excuse me, uh, scribe. Yes, uh, what is it? Do you have access to this room here, the mayor's chambers, or do you know of somebody who does? Besides the mayor, of course. The mayor's chambers, as in like... As in like his personal chambers. Oh, his personal chambers? I assume there's somebody with with access to them, Um, whether for cleaning purposes or whatever. He says, I do not, um, holy knight. I I believe that maybe one of the cleaning staff may have a, a key. I. Why do you need to... Weren't you just walking with the mayor? I was. Who might I speak to in the in the cleaning staff for access? The head uh, workman was um, a man named uh, Liren. Yes. Where might I find him? I uh, uh, on the other the other side, uh, the south south side of the compound. He's usually there. Yeah. Uh, on, there's like a, a small shed, I believe, that he keeps his supplies in. So is this compound separated by a number of doors that would be locked, or I assume they're just all kind of open within the compound, right? For the most part, yeah. I assume I can get there without needing a key. All right. Mm-hmm. Then he nods and says, "Thank you," and he just heads off towards that area. Okay, so yeah, you see this older man grabbing some supplies out of the shed and then locking it up behind him, kind of a thing. And I assume he's wearing garb that might insinuate he's at least a. Yeah, he's a, he's wearing the same wear. sort of like governmental garb. Okay, so are you Liren, or do you know where I might find him? Yes, I'm Liren. What? Uh, who are you? Holy Knight, I assume. Holy Knight Tan, yes. I was told you might have access to the mayor's chambers, uh, his personal chambers. You were told correctly. Uh, why do you need access to his personal chambers? I Didn't I see you walking with him earlier? Everyone did, apparently. Uh, yes, but uh, I need to be able to access his chambers. I have an investigation to conduct. An investigation? Are you trying to place him under arrest, sir? The church's business is the church's business. I need access to his room, and that's that's all that is required. Um, go ahead and make some sort of persuasion or something, like whatever you want to... Can I make suasion? You can make suasion, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and that, that's going to be an ob three. Just because it's his will. Okay. Oh, I succeeded. I can't believe it. I had a lot of dice and I didn't fail. Wow, nice. Yeah, so, so- I mean, he just nods. Uh, he doesn't say another word. He just leads you up to his the guy's chambers and unlocks the door for you. So it's like this main, main chamber, like the, the main governmental building or whatever. And then like, there's the side chamber where like his personal quarters are. So he, yeah, he okay. just unlocks it for you. When he does that, I, I look at him and I'm like, do you, 
maintain this room personally or, or do some of your staff do that? Who would be most familiar with the layout of this room? I deal with it personally. I, I don't think the Mr. Nav uh, trusts anyone else in the compound to go through his personal stuff. I've been working for him for 20 years now. Or, sorry, five years. I've been working for him the whole time. <laughs> I've, well, I've, been, I've, been, I've been working for the gover- like this Gover, position okay. 20 years now. I've been working for him the whole time he's been here. So. Okay. He you know, says, um, show me around. He says, I need to find, or I, I need to be able to access any kind of personal documents he may have or any, any secret compartments. I, you may not be privy to those, I imagine, but any that you are, I need to access and then he's going to look around i doubt that this guy knows any like secret compartments anywhere but he's going to be looking around for stuff he's just tapping on things to see if stuff sounds hollow whatever doing that and then if it is he'll just speed it up till it opens the guy just kind of like looks around like look and looks behind him like is the guy coming like kind of thing like he's oh, sort yeah. of, like suspicious looking thing. i think when he does that i'm like you may lock the door if it's easier mind I suppose so, sir. This does feel a little bit dishonest to, to Master Nav, but he does it anyway. He closes the door and locks it behind him. And then he says, uh, was there anything in particular you were looking for, sir? Documents, iconography, just anything that might uh, be of a personal nature that he might not be willing to otherwise indulge. I understand this is uncomfortable for you, and I wouldn't be asking you to do that if the, uh, there was not a legitimate reason, trust me. He nods and he says, yes, I understand. I, I don't think that there was anything of that sort in this room uh, or in any of his chambers. I mayor doesn't keep any journals or... Uh... He, he keeps journals, all right, but uh, I don't think... I mean, they're just mostly economic accounts of the, the town and that, that sort of thing. Here, economic here. would do. And then, yeah, he, he just nods and, and goes over to, like, this chest and, you know, kind of, like, yeah, he, he has a key to the chest. Or he, he like at least knows. Like he, he kind of like goes under the mattress and grabs this key and unlocks this chest for you, opens it up. I think this is most of his journals and documents of, of any note. And of course, he keeps the official records in the library. So basically, he has unofficial records of his own, and then there's an official book that he transcribes yeah. elsewhere? Okay. Interesting. He nods. Uh, is there any free parchment in there, I assume? Blank parchment? Yes. Okay. Now I assume there's a lot of this stuff. Yep. There's there's lots of different papers and stuff in there. So he's just gonna flip through it really quick and make sure he doesn't see any, you know, hail chaos sprayed painted on anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and in a cursory search, there's nothing really that. Yeah. Okay. He said there were official documents. I don't really know why I'm. Yeah. No. Screw it. He'll just take the documents. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, because they have an official document. So he mm-hmm. he takes those and just kind of puts them in his. I don't know, carrying thing. Yeah. yeah, sure, whatever he has. So say he puts it in his armor somewhere. So yeah, he he's just going to stash it. I want him to do a cursory search just to see if there's anything else that seems out of the ordinary that he might have stashed something in or, I mean, you know, scratched down the floor, secret compartment kind of things. Sure, I mean, go ahead and make an observation check for me, Ben. Oh, yay. <laughs> I so have that as a skill. Alright. Can I have help from the dude? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so you can get one modifier dice for that. Okay. Base obstacle. Um, let's make it three. No, I failed. But I got two sixes. You did get two sixes. That's still not enough to but whatever. Another six. Neither of those or either of those wow, are, nice. are sixes. Okay, so yeah, you don't really find anything else. Uh, there's nothing else of note that you think is important. Yeah, but 
No, not butts either. You don't find any of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to have the guy. Well, I guess I can just talk to him. It's like uh, you said, they have official versions of these manifests as well, correct? Yes. Uh, there's a. Uh, there are uh, multiple official records in the in, in the room w- with the scribes. Uh, this this bookshelves in there. Does he oversee the transcription himself, or mostly he, he delegates it to the other scribes? What do they use? Do they use his personal notes for that transcription? Yes, most of the time he he usually writes up uh, like the preliminary reports himself. Um, the the papers that you grabbed, I, I believe those are some of those, and then he gives them to the scribes and they transcribe it to official reports. Okay, he nods. Says, uh, "My may me I see the uh, official reports." I like to compare them to his personal notes. Um, I mean, yes, it's open to the public to see the, uh, the official reports. So, uh, right this way. I probably knew that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Basically, what happens is he, he unlocks the door and, and opens it up. And, and each row is right on the other side about... Uh, yeah, I think when he goes to open it, I'm like, if it makes you more comfortable, I can go out first in case. You know, like, like you know, I know he's skittish. I can go out first and then yeah. he's there. So, so, so yeah. Ishtra is basically just walking towards the door about to, to open it. Alright, uh, he opens it, and Dallin just nods, morning, and then he just kind of starts to make his way. Ichiro, like, puts a hand on your shoulder to stop you. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, well, uh... Why were uh, you in my personal quarters? His hand goes to his sword, not like to draw it, but just on it. Yeah. Because I have a feeling you know the answer to that question. Now, are you going to let me pass, or should we just skip this investigation entirely? We don't need to continue with this investigation. It's over. Please put my uh, reports back. I still need to hand those to the scribes, and I How still does he know I have his reports. He just says that. Yeah. Witchcraft. Burn <laughs> <laughs> him at the stake. Oh man. Well, now I know he has magic. I mean, uh, he could have just made an assumption. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I could have taken other things. You might also have paper sticking out of your armor. <laughs> oh, I thought I had a bag. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Okay, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just imagining that, that as, yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking funny. about. Uh, uh, he says, uh, I'm not sure you understood what I meant. I meant you can let me pass and I can continue to investigate whether or not your words were a fit of frustration or something to be judged officially, or I can make that decision now if you don't unhand me. He puts his hand off of you and he says, I don't want any trouble, Holy Knight, but you are making a mistake. And thinking that I am suspicious of something, please put your inquiry elsewhere. Uh, he just kind of sighs and he's like, "You must take me for a fool to assume that I'd be sent to a place that's suspected of heresy. Tell me, there's nothing you can think of until I point it out. It's conveniently consider things that could very well be important, and just not think of them until I point them out directly, and then state heresy yourself, and to expect me to just leave this alone." Like it's both my duty to the church and holy obligation to determine where this heresy is. And if it lies with you, then that is for me to determine as well. Do your worst then, holy knight. And then he just walks into his chamber and slams the door. So I imagine the guy heard all that, right? Yeah, he's just standing there awkwardly like, oh, crap. <laughs> all right, so I think he pulls him aside, aside like further from the room. Now that you've been made privy to a little bit more information. Has the mayor had any odd tendencies recently, frequently leaving at a time he was otherwise here, meeting with people he doesn't normally meet with, anything along those lines? Has he disappeared for a number of hours when no one can find him doing, you know, clearly not just writing his 
manifests. I assume he does that on a schedule, but is there anything that is suspicious about his behavior? The, the guy just kind of like looks, looks around and he's like, there's nothing that I personally know about. I'm just the master of the house. I, I, and he kind of, he kind of realizes that he said that. And he, he, he says, um, I suppose that I would be the one to, to know if anything was going on. And I, would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think there is. I mean, and, and he's just, he's just very, very flustered. I'm certain as the, uh, you did not become the steward of the house by being unaware and uh, ignorance of the ongoings of your master. He says, I understand this is not a comfortable situation for you, but <laughs> realize that if the mayor is involved in heresy, that this will escalate to far worse than simply uh, an uncomfortable situation and having to give perhaps personal information to me about the whereabouts of your mayor. If he turns this into a full-blown thing, this could escalate massively he kind of like gains gains some like control over himself and he looks at you straight in the face and he says there is nothing shifty or shady going on about my master's doings there is he has meetings with people he goes and has errands to run he is a, the mayor of this village after all but it is not my responsibility to keep track of those errands and it is not my responsibility to gossip about him behind his back now if you'll give me my leave i think we're done here he just kind of shakes his head. He's like, I wasn't aware that aiding in an investigation for the Holy Church was gossip. Obviously, it's illegal here to lie during a legal investigation. Is it illegal in a sense to lie during a church's investigation, I assume? Yeah, obviously, it's very... It's very okay, yeah. He's saying, I don't think that, that uh, assisting in a holy investigation is gossip, uh, but I do believe that... Obstructing a holy investigation is both a sin and a crime. If I determine that you've lied to me, don't think that I will let that pass. So unless, of course, you have something you would like to tell me now and uh, save yourself from whatever adjudication may result if you did not. Do you want me to make a suasion roll? Sure. Yeah, you can make a suasion roll. Make it an op four just for like his disposition. <sighs> Meh. Okay. All right. You still succeeded. Oops. Nice. See, I don't need Alphonse. I got this. What is exactly your intent on that, Ben? Basically to explain it or to get him to be afraid of the fact that if something comes out that his master is heretical, that I'll come and, you know, punish him for obstructing a holy investigation. And He looks terrified, um, but he still doesn't offer any information up. He's just like shaking a bit and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I cannot tell you anymore. And then he just like turns on his heel and walks away. Is this your loyal man? I, I uh, regret to see what will befall you when uh, when this investigation concludes. And he turns and makes his way towards the towards the official documents. Okay, yeah, you you go in there, and then the scribes kind of like look up at you again because they recognize you and stuff. So I assume these are the scribes that transcribe the actual documents themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he approaches one of them. He says, "Like, morning. Are you the?" Individuals who transcribe the official manuscripts. They kind of look at each other and, and the same guy that had like led you to the master of the house or whatever kind of nods and says, um, yes, that is our job. He says, I was told you make those manuscripts out and copies of the, really? Mayor, thank you. <laughs> the mayor's notes. Is, is that accurate? And they all look kind of look at each other. Um, yes, sir. He says, uh, is, is there any method, is there any way that uh, there might be a, a beyond, of course, just simple error that there might be a difference in the mayor's notes and the official documents. Is there um, any way that might occur? 
it's possible. A uh, simple clerical error is always possible. Uh, you know, just as I mean, other than clerical error. Now, kind of look at each other again. Are you, are you saying one of us would purposefully change the documents? Sizzle, that's one possibility. Or there is another way that someone might. I was told that you are generally. You generally use the notes to transcribe this. Uh, if there was any other kind of way that you may be provided information that does not match what the uh, mayor's notes entail, they just kind of look, look are looking at each other again. And the the guy he's been talking the whole time, he's like, "I shouldn't the mayor be here for this conversation? Should you be talking to him about this?" I we we do have jobs to do, um, Holy Knight, and I I don't mean to intrude upon your investigation, but I don't think that we're the people to ask. He just thinks that he's just, uh, the the mayor would be here if I thought that was appropriate. Uh, you are the people to ask, and you do have a job to do, and that is to adhere to the patron saint's desires and and uh, directives, of which I am the uh, proxy, I guess. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Anyways, Absolutely. yeah. He's like, if there's any kind of possibility that that someone could intentionally alter these documents to be different, whether that's the mayor himself, one of you, or if it's, uh, or if anyone else has access that may be able to do that, or if uh, you're provided any kind of alternate information at any point, uh, anything that would cause these to be different. Go ahead and make another suasion roll. That's what that sounds like. Sweet. I will do that. Um, and go ahead and make the ob uh, just a three. Oosh. Yeah, so I think what happens is the guy you've been talking to the whole time just kind of like coughs into his into his robe and he, and he kind of looks up at you and says, I I think I might have information for you, Holy Knight. Could we speak outside? He nods. It's, uh, of course. And then, yeah, he gets up, gives a glance at, at one of the other scribes and then walks out with you. He says, I have been under suspicion for some time that uh, there might be one of the other scribes that uh, may be changing the records to try to get uh, more of a share than he should, if you know my meaning. You know, it's, if I were to compare the notes, the mayor's notes to the official records, would that show that? There is a possibility of that. I don't know where the mayor keeps those preliminary records and, and, and how far back he has records of those things. He Once it's transcribed officially, I'm not sure that... He just uh, holds his hand up and he's like, don't worry about the his record. Uh, how how far back did I mean? There was quite a few of them. I assume were they pretty recent or? Uh, it looked pretty did recent. Look like yeah. They, okay. Did it look recent enough that they were probably only non-transcribed ones or? Yeah. Okay. In that case, he doesn't hold his hand up because yeah, he's probably right. I know that's really inconvenient. Um, he he kind of like sees you like uh, thinking about what to say or whatever, and he says, "I don't know particularly where the the records go, the preliminary ones go once we're finished transcribing them, but I do know that they are kept somewhere. I, do, I don't think I would be the one to ask, though. I, again, uh, Mayor Itro should know. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's, uh, how consistent are the kinds of expenses you suspect are being altered? If I had the current, if I if I could obtain the current transcripts." And compared them to the transcripts of the previous official, the previous official transcripts, uh, would we be able to tell if they had been doctored, or is there too much variation? It's it's possible that we might be able to tell. Um, but again, I I don't think he and he kind of like glances back at the building. I don't think that the other scribe that I'm mentioning would be able to get away with it for so long if there weren't enough minute details that 
he would be able to slip it under the radar. He nods. He says, or if he was being paid. He says, uh, I have the manuscripts, presumably the ones that you have not quite transcribed yet. Come with me to the official, look at the official documents with me and we'll, we'll compare it. And if you can find any discrepancies, then I'll... With what? On. What are you comparing it to? So the official transcripts for last time, I want to compare to the notes for this coming time and see, because I don't know how, obviously some of them are going to be wildly inconsistent, but I want to see if there are any inconsistencies in those that are generally. So like, if he's like, okay, yeah, we all get paid five bucks, you know, five gold coins in a, in a month or whatever, always. And that's inconsistent. So if there are any, if there are any right. normally consistent things that are different. Okay. Um, all right. Because if I can start there and I find something, that's fine. If not, I have to look for the other ones. Sure. Which I can do, but sure. Like, I, I want to just make sure we can, you know, you know okay. don't do extra. Awesome. All right. If um, we can find inconsistencies, then perfect. If not, I, I'll have to try and find the uh, stored notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and actually take a break real quick there. Yep. But yeah, we'll be back in about like five minutes or so. So stick around, people. More Burning Wheel when we come back. One figure we didn't mention in our overview of Garrick mythology is that of Chaos. Chaos is the primordial and mysterious incarnation of evil, chaos, destruction, secrets, death, and the void. He features someone in almost every culture on the face of Saragon, as well as his place of residence, the Abyss. We will begin to learn more and more about Chaos as the game continues, but here are a few pieces of lore to consider about both him and the Abyss. Chaos is said to be the mortal enemy of the creator, Though in the Serrano mythos, he is not considered equal to the great god, but rather an enemy destined to be defeated in only a matter of time. Even in Saran, however, he is considered to be a force of evil and destruction that both tempts the hearts of men and destroys their souls through any means he can devise. Chaos is also said to have servants, commonly referred to as demons in Garrick cultures, that are largely faceless and ephemeral, but can possess, infuse, and control animals, people, and even objects with their power. The Abyss is the residence of Chaos, and unlike many of the religions of Earth, is considered to be less a fiery place of torment and instead to be synonymous with the void between the stars. The enemies of Saragon, according to the popular mythology, do not come from below, but from above, on the darkest of nights. We'll be learning more about these mythological figures and locales, but for now, we'll get back to the game. This is Crow Inquisitors.
right, we are back with the burning wheel. Figuring out what happened with Dellen. All the other people were getting killed and stuff. Getting a lot of threatening people. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, this scribe takes you aside, shows you the official documents, and you guys compare them. Gonna let him do the looking. Sure, yeah. yeah not, no I mean, I have Reed, but I'm not like a scribe. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him. Um, can I help him? You can indeed. So, yeah, he's basically just gonna make a Reed check. What's this read? Probably relatively high. I think it's going to be, I'll make his read a three. Um, at, right, I was going to say, yeah. if he's going to have a three, I could just make the roll so I get the test because I have three. Oh, you have three? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll just add a modifier for him then. Go ahead and make a, make that read check. So you can notice what, discrepancies. You make it graduated or? Uh, sure, that works. So you can spend a fate and get another success if you want. So yeah, Might as well. I've got six of it. And yeah, mark that routine read test, which is right. you're not going to get very many read tests nope. in this campaign. <laughs> when am I ever going to get a challenging read test? Oosh. Ah. Okay, so no more successes. So um, what happens then is, uh, I mean, okay, so you notice a basic discrepancy of just a simple, like, it might be a clerical error, but it could be deliberate in that not not the salaries but like there's some sort of fee or whatever for like the dock tax or something like that it doesn't seem like it goes anywhere like it, it's taken and then it doesn't appear anywhere else on the records where it should okay does the scribe have anything to say about that because he probably would have a better idea as to i mean he yeah he just says that. yeah i think that's and that's probably what that's what that is i had a feeling that and he just says, you know, some random scribe's name, like his friend or whatever. Yeah. He's been, you know, taking one over on the side kind of a thing, but I didn't really have any proof. But no, a docking tax, I mean, over the course of a month or so, I mean, that's not that's not a small amount of money, is it? I mean, it's not probably a ton, but yeah, it's, it's not that like the whole docking tax was oh. like given. It's like on some specific records, okay. they they were. Yeah, so he he was smart enough to like only do it on like a small yeah. enough basis that it wouldn't be noticed until now, kind of a thing. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, um, in that case, Dylan just uh, nods to Scribe and says, "Thank you for your help. I think I need to have a talk with your friend." The guys in the other room, or at least yeah. should be, kind of a thing. So yeah, the guy appreciate your assistance. I'll let you know if I find anything. And then yeah, he just approaches the other guy and is like, uh, "May I speak?" Or he probably hasn't pointed him out because he doesn't know who he is. Which one right. is, uh... So, yeah, you you, they, you step into the room again, um, and, and the guy, like, goes to point, and he's like... Or, actually, ask him his name, and then I'll just say his name. Yeah. <laughs> ask uh, him his name. Okay, okay, so, yeah, his name is, uh, Orle. Uh, yes, he comes out and says Orle, and just waits to see who looks at it. Um, and they all kind of, like, look around at each other, and they said, Orle just stepped out to use the chamber pot, actually. But of course he did. See, was, my, my hope was that I could get out of him that he was being allowed to do that in exchange for like siphoning funds off for the mayor because the mayor if he's running a cult has to have money he has to be getting that money from somewhere and it can't say mm -hmm. cult in the manifest <laughs> so <laughs> i was like okay maybe if i can pin him on you know i can get yeah. that that's all i'd need but i just oh now i'm not sure well i think i'm gonna just sit on that i, I mm -hmm. i'm assuming that that was what was happening there i'm gonna go find the the steward again I don't really know where I'm going to go with this. But I'm gonna, I think before I do that, I'm going to copy down the section 
of the manifest that was wrong, just so I have that on hand mm-hmm. and add that to the papers. Um, sure. And then I'm going to go find them because just because then I'll have it on hand in case I need. It. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, you find him just doing his job. He's working, washing uh-huh. something off. Did I get his name? Because I asked who it would be. And yeah, oh, 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 yeah, you did. Yeah, it's Liren. That's what it is. Okay. So I'm like, Liren, are you aware that uh, one of your scribe was funneling money to himself from the docks taxes? Liren looks up. He's like, No, no, I, I didn't. You, you can't read what, like, what his reaction to that means. Okay. He's like, Well, I uh, speaking to someone about it, and he took off, and he's recently fled. Now, I'm not particularly concerned with the small portion of the docks taxes he was taking. Uh, I'm more concerned with how he got away with it for so long. I assume that you oversee that kind of thing, and I would have hoped that inconsistencies like that would have come up. He says, I'm not in charge of that, so I'm really not qualified to answer any of really this questions. really doesn't question. do a lot, does he? <laughs> I'm in charge of keeping this compound neat and orderly and making sure that uh, Mr. Nav have everything he needs. I, I'm, I'm not involved in any okay. of the scribing or the accounting. It's not my job. I'm, I'm a glorified laborer, really. Um, so the scribes don't work for him, do they? Mm-mm. Oh, all right. No, they work for Nav directly. Oh, hey, well, that makes sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn it. Well, screw it. I'll go talk to them. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, you find him in his office or whatever, writing some things down, and he, he looks up at you and just looks back down. He's like, have you found what you're looking for? Not quite, but uh, I found something else interesting. One of your scribes just recently fled, taking what few things he could with him uh, when he discovered that I had discovered that he was siphoning money from the docs taxes from your uh, falsifying the transcripts. Yeah. Uh, it appears that he's been doing this for some time. And while the taxes are very much your problem, uh, my concern is how he got away with it for uh, such an extended period of time. And he, he looks up and he looks genuinely confused. And, and he says, are you speaking of, Aguilino talked about something like that just a, just a week ago. I, I I passed it off because you're speaking about Orle, aren't you? You know, it's... Hmm. That is concerning. I would like to confirm that I know nothing about this, Master Ten. Uh, he's not lying. He is not hiding anything from you. He's, he's being genuinely concerned about it. He says, I see. And uh, was there any other strange behavior on that scribe's part, or was it just, uh... Orlay has been acting strange, I suppose, lately. Um, nothing out of the ordinary, just the things that might be congruent with a person who is stealing some money off the side. You know, it's, it's alright, well, that's all I needed. Likely I'll be in touch shortly. And then he just turns around and heads out. Now, before I go to the church, which is probably what I should know in the first place, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go check the house. Uh, whose house? Uh, Orle's. Oh, Orle, yeah. When he ran Because I guarantee you he didn't take any cultist symbols with him if he was fleeing for his life. And uh, if he has any, you know, might as well find out. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll have a note that cryptically tells him to meet them at this place at this time and the password is mom and, you know. <laughs> Go ahead and make another observation uh, check then. 
Go go and make it up three. Hey. Okay. Meh. Oh look, I failed. Who would have guessed? Oh, I didn't get a six. Dang it. Yeah. So I mean, it's mostly bare, and the stuff that is there is kind of thrown around, um, and it's hard to kind of tell where things were originally or right stuff yeah. like that. So um, yeah, you just figured he'd just follow up on that and make sure it wasn't anything. So he'll just head to the church then. So yeah, you arrive at the church then, and uh, you know one of the priests is outside, just kind of nods to you with deep respect and, and says. Holy night, uh, I've heard that uh, you were in town. What, what can we do of service to you? Uh, this uh, morning, I, I heard that there was some, uh, I don't know if vandalism is the correct word, uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago. I was wondering if there had been any other instances of uh, defamation against you or your staff or your, or your property uh, since then. Um, I am not the head priest, uh, sir, but uh, I can answer at least one of those questions. Yes, there was... Uh, a bit of, uh, yes, vandalism, I suppose, would be the correct word for that. Uh, some local youths um, threw some rocks at one of our uh, stained glass windows and uh, unfortunately shattered uh, the, the piece of art that uh, has been there for 50 years now. But uh, there wasn't any loss of any, any injuries or anything like that, uh, only the loss of property, which can be fixed. I don't think there was anything else that I was aware of involving defamation or um, vandalism of any sort. Would you like to speak with uh, the head priest of the church? Yeah, I would appreciate your, your uh, assistance. Yes, absolutely. And he, he leads you into like the, the main chamber, the main vaulted uh, sanctuary of the, of the church and uh, the, the father is probably what he's called um, is uh, actually praying with what looks like a middle-aged woman. He's like leading her in some prayers. So yeah, the priest next to you kind of like just kind of nods and says, uh, you may want to wait until he's done, but uh, I'm sure he would be very happy to answer any questions you might have. Yeah, he kind of bows and, and leaves. Dylan waits respectfully. He's not going to interrupt someone's prayer. Okay, so the the woman kind of stands up after a little while and wipes tears away from her her face and, and then like nods curtly to the, to the father and then kind of briskly walks out. And as she's actually leaving... She kind of glances at you almost like suggestively, like not in like a, an improper way, but in like, oh, you're, you're kind of an attractive young man. Oh, it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not even sure if he notices. He probably does, but okay. I don't think he's super He's kind of ignores cute. it. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely just Okay. So yeah, she, she uh, walked past you. Okay. The priest comes up to you and, and he's like a, an older man with like the, the classic like, bold kind of head in the middle and then like the yeah, bowl yeah. of hair and uh he, he comes over and he says my son holy night it is a pleasure to greet you here my name is father thomas what can i do for you it's a pleasure to meet you father i was sent here by the church to investigate some claims about the village and uh, i was just curious i heard that there was a report of some vandalism here at the church and i was wondering if there was anything else of you know increasing volatility that might have happened since then mm -hmm. there was that instance of the rocks being thrown but there was something else that did happen just two days ago that uh, i haven't really i haven't released to the public exactly yet i i was waiting to do some inquiry of my own before i uh let the mayor and, and the general populace know about it would you come with me please i think this might be of interest to you as well you know it's while we're walking, he says, on the subject of the mayor, 
if I were you, I'd play your cards close to your chest. I'm certain that the mayor is not one to be trusted. Just not quite certain to what extent. He kind of raises his eyebrow and, and says, Um, I mean, I know he isn't the most religious of fellows, but uh, I've always thought he was an upstanding young citizen and very adept at running this town uh, efficiently. But, I mean, I defer to your judgment, Holy Knight, as always. I had similar opinion of him, though it's clear that he does not consider his religion as an important aspect of his life. The part that concerned me was his, while wow, concealed, uh, his spoken blasphemy. Uh, he, I relate to him what he said under his breath. He's like, I heard it clearly, and uh, certainly his, his disposition is not one of a faithful uh, follower. The father looks at you with almost a hint of like that, a fatherly concern of a young man who doesn't truly understand the world kind of thing. <laughs> um, and he kind of nods patiently and he says, yes, yes, um, those, those blasphemies are a common thing in most people's lives. I mean, everyone who does not in direct service to the church lets slip some of those, those types of language every once in a while. And uh, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be okay. concerned about uh, it coming from the lips of the mayor. Uh, he nods. He says, I understand, though I'm not sure how many of those people feel so strongly as to say those things in front of a holy knight, or uh, who would not immediately be in fear of their lives if they realized that the knight had heard them, both of which he was very much uh, guilty of. He kind of like raises an eyebrow in fear of his life. Surely you weren't thinking of killing a man over such a small insult? He shakes his head. He's like, of, of course not, though. Uh, that kind of fear is really rational. He kind of nods like, all right, all right. And then you kind of like, he's led you down this hallway and then uh, he opens up like this, like storage room, I guess. And he, yeah, he leads you inside and just kind of shows you like there's um, some like chairs in here and, and tables and candelabra things mm. that are just kind of stacked to the side. And he, he kind of like puts aside one of the chairs and you see the same symbol the same two symbols that you saw at the mayor's house written on like in the corner, the, the half circle and the, the alien symbol. Um, but, okay. but it doesn't have the writing below it as it did in the other one. So okay. it's just those two symbols. Um, now, was this room locked? I mean, did he use a key to get in? No. No? Okay. Um, and I assume the church probably isn't locked, is it? Not most I mean, of the time, no. Okay, yeah. He just notes it and he's like, yeah, I saw something similar uh, on the wall of the mayor's living quarters uh, when I went to visit him. It's uh, certainly concerning, especially that it's uh, reoccurred, but uh, I suppose this just uh, validates what the church was concerned that they would find. I don't suppose you have any idea who could have done this? Because we usually don't lock the doors of the church, it's not entirely easy to pinpoint who it might have been. And because of the, the previous vandalism, um, I think people may have gotten the idea that it's sort of a joke to vandalize the church. I, I don't think that there is a sort of vendetta against the church or anything of that sort. I don't believe that the populace has gotten that far. I mean, I wouldn't be much of a priest if it had. But um, there does seem to be a bit of laxity where the church is involved in the local populace, and especially among the youth. I don't think that they're being properly raised in the way that they should. And I've spoken to many parents about this in recent years. But yes, I mean, I've talked with the abbess, of course. Uh, we, we, we often confer on matters such as these, such as referring to 
symbology and uh, just philosophy in general. We have discussions about about those sort of things. And I did show this to her and she said she hadn't seen it before, but that she would keep her eyes open. She did suggest, though, that it might have some sort of connection to the general omens that we've been getting lately um, from the stars. It does seem that uh, there's some sort of thing, for lack of a better word, that is changing. Hmm. He says, well, this is concerning, and it seems that the church was right to send us. Um, it could have been just children, but it seems strange to me that they would go to such lengths. I mean, I, I didn't vandalize this as a young person, but I imagine if I had, I would not have risked climbing into the mayor's private quarters and uh, when I could simply spray it on the wall or, you know, going into the heart of the church to spray it on a wall when I could come in on a night and, and uh, paint it on the exterior wall. This seems, I mean, if they'd been caught doing this kind of thing in the mayor's estate, that could have been dangerous. I mean, I don't know if he has, I assume he has guards, right? Mayor? Yes, uh, yes, he has some sort of guards. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that could have been dangerous for them. This, I mean, likely they wouldn't have been uh, attacked for it, but of course, you know, they, I mean, this is crime as well i assume uh <laughs> it seems strange that they would go to such lengths without some kind of ulterior motive with, without real motive which leads me to the reason i was sent here i don't suppose you've gotten wind of any kind of sect or cults beginning to develop in this area have you i wonder if it doesn't have something to do with the reading in the stars you mentioned it seems interesting that those Readings develop in the same time that I've sent here to investigate such a thing. Yes, it's entirely possible that they are related. I haven't noticed any sort of cult-like behavior lately. The only thing that I can think of is just... And you can tell that there's something that he definitely doesn't want to talk about that he's trying to shy away from talking about. And so he kind of like changes the conversation real quick and he says, Yes, I don't think there's anything. If I could do another reading of the stars, perhaps, maybe I could figure out if there is any sort of connection here, maybe ask the start the significance of the symbol itself, and I should definitely do some prayers. Would you excuse me? I think I might have I to take care of something. Like, I think the, the stars have given us a pretty clear idea. Is there anyone you know of in the community that has been particularly outspoken against the church, or any small group of people, or, or any kind of uh, guild, or anything that might be might have some kind of, like you said earlier, vendetta? Against um, the church or somebody related. I've spoken against the church. No, no, there hasn't been anyone. Um, as for a small group, and he seems to like realize something. He's like, you know, now that I think about it, there has been a group. There, there was a group of young men and women that came in three days ago. Now they were asking me of some advice on, on on religious nature, and just for their own personal privacy, I won't get too far into it. It wasn't. It wasn't anything of import. It was just general advice as to the direction of their lives and, and, and maybe occupational things like that. But they did come as a group, and that, that is a little odd. I believe that I've seen them around recently. Uh, and he says, is there... I think they went to the inn together, actually, the other day. Wait, no, three days? It wasn't us. Right? <laughs> no, it wasn't you guys. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> we were at the inn, us were kind of weird. That's kind of funny. That would be really funny, yeah. But they probably wouldn't have gotten an ask for advice. He's like, uh, do you know if they're still at the inn, I assume? They haven't taken up permanent residence, right? No, no, no. These are locals I'm speaking of. They, they aren't travelers. 
or, oh. or any of the like. That, and I could probably give you names if you desire that. I, I do. I'd like to speak to them. But we can get to that in a moment. Is there anything else that you might have at all? I mean, even normal crimes might relate to it. Uh, cults are generally not the most docile organizations. Anything out of the usual, I mean, kidnappings, even just assaults or, or anything like that, that out of the ordinary. Not that you mention it. Yes, there, there was a robbery, um, I want to say, three weeks back. It was generally kept on, on a low profile because uh, I didn't, didn't want to be a general panic or anything like that. But there was a robbery of the village guard, uh, their armory. Um, a few weapons and uh, <laughs> a few weapons were taken. Um, I do believe that we we managed to get most of them back, but that is concerning now that I think about it. It, it looked initially like it was the, the same youth causing some sort of problem. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, there were some weapons that were never recovered. And now you said you recovered most of them. Did you recover them from individuals, or did you just find them? We found them in the houses of some of the youth that uh, I've mentioned previously. Right. They denied having anything to do with it, but uh, it seemed to be pretty obvious that they were the vandals and the robbers. Now, you say youth, I assume they live with parents? Yes. Were they questioned? Were they? Yes, they were questioned, um, and they didn't know anything about it. It didn't seem like, and of course, the youth have denied it as well, but uh, there wasn't too much of a reprimand. A day in the stocks, I believe, for most of them, but... Uh, the property was recovered, except for a few swords and an axe. They're in a relation to the locals, you said that uh, have been. I mean, I don't. For- I don't think so. There wasn't anything directly tying them. I I didn't really notice that they were hanging together as a group until maybe a week ago. But none of them are youths, right? They're all no, no, adults. no. They're adults. Okay. At least I think so. Oh no! Now that I think about it, there was one of the one of the group was. One of the group was one of the youth who Mm, had been involved in that. It seemed like he was kind of like tagging along, though. He wasn't really part of the group. He was kind of trying to be part of it. Now, was his home one of the ones in which the weapons were found? Yes, yes, it was. Okay. So the group I'm mentioning, uh, it's a group of, you have have Frinta Nan. uh, She's the bower in town. Uh, She was a hunter for a while, and, and, and she crafts some bows, and the local hunters get all of their equipment from her and her brother also um opage she's he's kind of like the village idiot if you want to use that term he seemed to be hanging along more as a as a nuisance than anything else but i i, I do think that yuma yuma is uh, a um a, a takoni she's actually a tax a local tax collector and normally most people don't like her but her and frenta have seemed to be getting along lately Yuma used to be a, a sergeant in the, the Tekoni army, so... Um, and then there was a couple others I can't remember. Uh, you know, it's just, I'll go speak to them. I still can't... They found the weapons in their houses, and they just took them back. Didn't do anything? I, I mean, think... They had a stock, Yeah, they, they got a day in the stocks. <laughs> and they didn't... Because... because who, uh, well, okay, so I think eventually... What happened is, like, eventually they admitted to it kind of a thing. And okay. I, I think they were there. I think the youths that he's speaking of are some of the higher class people in town, and they kind right. of just got off with a warning, kind of a thing. Right. Um, now, clearly, there was some of them that weren't caught 
or they hid more weapons because there were more weapons. They, they didn't try and figure out who the other people oh, were. Oh, they did. They definitely did. Um, but it, it just okay. it didn't end up anywhere. And after the kids had like admitted to it kind of a thing, they seemed to be telling the truth about like how many things they had taken or whatever. Um, okay. But there were still a discrepancy of like some of the stuff was never recovered. I asked him how familiar he is with the guard, if they're particularly upstanding or if they're known for any kind of misbehavior. I want to know if he thinks there's a possibility that they, in light of this theft, may have stolen, quote-unquote, a couple of their own weapons for use elsewhere. Yeah, so he kind of scowls when he said that, and he's like, well, I certainly wouldn't say that the guard had a good reputation in Estol. The guy is in charge of everything, the sergeant, Rort is his name. He's not really much of a good character, if you know what I mean. He takes bribes, he intimidates the locals. I don't think there's much brain in there, but yes, yes he's not the particularly savory person. He's mostly gone under at Utronav's, uh, the mayor's, under underneath his, his notice, mainly because he does do his job well. He just also does it messily sometimes. He's better than any of, any of the other sergeants we've had over the years. He nods, he says, you've been very helpful. I appreciate all no, absolutely. the information. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take our second break here real quick and come back and then we will, you'll go talk to more people and probably not find information that you need. So probably. <laughs> All right. Probably. Stick, stick around. We'll be right back with more Bunny Wheel right after this. We noted a goof with the stats agility and speed in a previous episode. I have another one to note to help you understand more about what we were learning about the game as we played Crow Inquisitors. The skill Observation has been used several times in the game so far to notice things about people, their moods, their lies, etc. In reality, there is no skill in the Burning Wheel as written that can do these things, except for, of course, Aura Reading, a magical skill that we'll learn more about in a later episode. Observation is the skill to discover people hidden with the skills stealthy or inconspicuous, and not for determining moods and lies, or even for investigating a room. Perception rolled by itself is the stat to roll for noticing something like a secret door or a hidden treasure chest. Later on in our games of Burning Wheel, when I began to understand more about how the skill system works, I devised a skill version of this use of perception, the skill Assess, but we only implement this skill in a later season. For now, I just wanted to note that we have been using observation far too much for its original intent in the rules, especially in this episode, where Dellen runs an investigation. I edited many of these observation rules out of the game to try to cover that mistake, but some rules are impossible to edit out without breaking the flow of the story. Well, that's all for this rules goof. Let's get back to the action on Crow Inquisitors. Hello, we're back. Welcome. We open up back in on uh, the rumble of, of storm clouds. 
Um, okay. cause this is that same day. So, um, yep. by the time you're done with you, you've seen that it's been kind of overcast today, but by the time you get out of the church, it's pretty much full on raining. It's a downpour of rain. So it's very inconvenient. Lovely. So. All right. Um, you can thank Adam for that. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't make a faith roll, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, uh, the thing is, he does have the trait believer. So all of the faith miracle things are at a minus one ob for him. That's why he's been doing such high, the higher rolls is because they're, they're a little lower than them for him. I'm trying to figure out what I should go out because, okay, obviously, I don't know how useful the kids are going to be for because they already found all that stuff. I don't really know too much about the group. I know, I guess I know one of the kids was in that group. That's probably the best option. And I know the guard could have possibly smuggled some of those weapons, but I mean, it's kind of a long shot, and I'm not really sure how well that would connect. Plus, he's not going to just be like, yeah, I did that. Uh, I think I'm going to go talk to that group of people first. Okay, so, uh, so you have faith? What do you have that as? It's a five, I think. Is it a five? Okay. Doing a faith roll for guidance is an op five test. Um, but but, but faith is open-ended, so... Yeah, but I don't really want to get hit by lightning, so... Okay, so yeah, keep in mind that you can also roll for a boon at ob 2, which open-ends any ability until the scene is completed. Um, That's for an ally, isn't it? I thought it said you get yeah, a boon just for make, make one ability open-ended. Okay, I thought there were... Um, blessing! Yeah is that way. The priest may grant other devotees prowess and activity. Oh, he may bless oh, okay. a person, beast, device, or tool and grant plus one D to a stat skill, gotcha. health, or steal. Yeah, eight is an ob four, which is for yourself, so that yeah. can give you one to three dice for something. All right. Yeah, I'll just uh, go meet the group that he was talking about. Okay, so I mean, he, he does give you where their houses are and stuff like that. Um, so who did you want to go talk to? It's it is raining, so they're probably not like out in the open doing anything. I suppose it's too early in the day for them to be drinking or anything. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. I'll just let's see. Yeah, it's around afternoon right now. So, yeah, I'll go to the guy who she said was one of the youth that had their weapons. So one of the random youth. Uh, yeah. Well, he said there was one youth in that group that was also right. Right. Okay. So yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So um, yeah, you you go to his house. His father answers the door. If you're just kind of knocking on their door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so his father answered the door and, and he's like, you know, a man was just kind of like gray at his temples and looks burly. Um, it looks like a craftsman of some sort. The side of his house looks like that kind of thing, like a space where he could um, oh, do yeah, that. Like a workshop. So I'd like uh, to specify that this is up in the upper portion, that hill there. So it, it seems pretty well off as a craftsman okay. kind of a thing. Whatever he does is probably some sort of like higher art than than just a normal craftsman kind of oh, okay. but uh right. yeah he opens the door and he's like what in the name of it's raining out it's Stormhaven. what oh um <laughs> holy night um i didn't what what are you what can i do for you says i uh came to talk about an incident with your son uh, a few weeks ago um in regards to some stolen weaponry from the Garrison, I understand that they investigated that to completion, but uh, I had a few questions in regards to that, and just in general, about your son. He uh, kind of narrows his eyes. I thought that was taken care of. He says, it is. That's uh, just related to something that I'm worried may be occurring now, but I'm not here to incur more justice upon him for that or anything. 
fine, please come in, holy knight. You know, I think steps in. He seems to want to, like, comment on the wetness and, like, try to tell you to, like, you know, not not drip on the floor or something like that, and then he just kind of bites <laughs> his tongue. Yeah, I don't think he's too worried about it, so. Probably won't sit in any, like, super nice furniture with it, but <laughs> probably just stand in general, so. It's actually not so much about the swords, though I, or the weapons, though I, I worried it may be connected. I'm interested in a group of individuals your son has been affiliated with. Uh, as of recently, they've been spending a lot of time together. He says their names or whatever. I'm just curious if there's anything you can tell me about them. Well, I know why he's been spending time with Frinta. I mean, I'm a woodcraftsman by trade, usually deal in expensive tables and that kind of thing. But uh, my son, he's been interested in boyering lately, not just what my kind of woodcraftsman. And he seems kind of like a twinge of bitterness in, in, in what he's saying. Yeah. He's been meeting with her and they've been working at that. And uh, do you know anything about the others? No, I... Oh, Paige was with them, you said? Her, her brother? He nods. I thought she told me that he wouldn't be around, says under his breath. Beyond spending more time with these people, has your son's schedule changed at all? Has he been doing anything different or uh, staying out later at night? He's been doing things different because he's been meeting with Frenta and learning the trade. Of, Beyond uh, that, I mean. He's here right now. I mean, I could go get him and ask him, I suppose. He nods. He says, yeah, I, I would like to speak to him. All right. And he kind of goes out and into the back. And then you hear, what? And then he, he, he kind of rushes back. He's like, my son is gone. I don't, he was supposed to be back there. There haven't been any places he frequents recently that he hasn't, besides, of course, wherever they teach. I don't even know. In the name of, uh, maybe he has. I, I think I've been a fool. I think he's been doing this more often than I notice sneaking out. If what you say is true, if he was with Opage, why would he be with Opage, a troublemaker? I have to look into the others as well. But when I do so, I'll, I'll see if your son is there. Please um, do, and please send him home. I will do that, yes. Have a good night. I appreciate your assistance. And he Thanks. Back out of the rain. You head to her house then? Yeah. It's also in the upper portion there, so she's pretty well off. And she's not there. There's actually no one at the house at all. Okay. I assume that's where her shop is, right? Yep. Where's the other guy's house? He, he lives with her. I suppose I'll see if her neighbors have any idea where she is. Um, I mean, but they I don't. don't they yeah, they... So. Yeah, they're all like, oh, it's raining. I haven't been looking out to see if Franco went yeah. anywhere. Do they know of the place she frequents? She frequents the the inn down in... I going to say, yeah, uh, the priest said they were at the inn, right? All right, I'll head there just because it's really the only, only lead I've got right now as mm. far as finding her. Okay, so yeah, you go there. You're just going to, like, ask the proprietor? Yeah, I'm going to ask him if... She's, if they're there, I mean, I'll look around and see. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see anyone that fits the descriptions of right. that group, like, that's sitting together or whatever. Right. I'll ask them if they have a room or anything like that checked out, and if they don't, I'm going to see if, I mean, they come in there, I assume, relatively often, see if he knows anything about them enough to give me an idea where they might be. Mm -hmm. Just says, yeah, they usually frequent here. They don't have any sort of room checked out, so sometimes they, they rent out the, the back room to talk, I think. But uh, I don't think they're here right now. Oh, uh, actually, yeah. Opage Nan, the village idiot, he's over there. Um, actually, right now, um, pawing one of my wet. Hey, you stop that, Opage! Keep your hands off uh, her! He nods, says, I appreciate it, and then goes over to 
<laughs> oh my gosh. The girl just slapped him and walked yeah. away. And he's sitting there with kind of like a dumb grin on his face, drinking some ale. And he seemed really drunk at this point. Great. Okay. How old is that guy's son? Do I know? Uh, like 16. When are you technically an adult? I mean, probably earlier than that. So, yeah, he walks over and he's like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you want? He, he just kind of like, I was just saying, he's like, what was that? About the, him touching the girl or whatever. I don't know. I, I've had my eye on her, I guess. I was hoping that she wanted to drink with me. He just shakes his He's like, do you know where your sister is right now? My, he seems a little surprised at the question. My, my sister, why would you? Oh, you want to see if she wants to drink with you. I see. Well, uh, I wouldn't, I would stay away from my sister if I was you. Not because I'm like overprotective brother or anything, but she is a mean, mean girl. And let me tell you, she is a chaos cursed mean girl. That's right there. That's what I'll tell you. Like I, I'm looking for. You, you didn't really get a name. You can just say I say the kid's name. Oh yeah, I'm looking for the kid, and uh, I, under the impression that he's with her. I don't suppose they're drinking together, are they? Oh, he would like that. Would yeah, he would. He would very much like that. He's been looking at my sister ever since they started their apprenticeship thingy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's where he, where he might. Me? I mean, he's not in his house. I th- I thought that's. I don't think he's this is his home or your sister's. I don't think yours. this is a uh, time for for boyering. Usually for her. yeah, usually it's it, later in the evening or earlier in the morning that they usually meet for that sort of thing. If they're both gone, then yeah, I mean, maybe that she finally gave into his advances or something. I don't know. Maybe they're off in a hay bale somewhere together. Who knows? I don't keep. If they wanted to go somewhere to be alone, where would your sister go? Good question. I mean, they might have gone to an inn, I guess. Or no, no, it's too small of a town. Everyone would know. Maybe out outside the town. There are a few spots I think that she likes to go to just to kind of hang out. But it's raining, so probably not. Yeah, I don't really know. I ask him if it's is it is it normal for her to kind of just up and disappear. He kind of narrows his eyes. May I ask you a question? Why are you asking so many questions? What are you, what, what are you, some kind of investigator or something? So I am a holy knight. That is a large portion of my occupation. Ah, oh, should have known by the, the ring. <laughs> yeah, should have known by the ring. And he, he's not mentioning your bald head. He's mentioning like the, ra- some random fi- like ring that you're wearing. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, holy knight. Do you maybe have a hole in your purse that might be uh, clinking out a couple coins for me? I can make it worth your while. Maybe I can answer even more questions for you. I don't think I do. I have zero coins. Hmm. Right, right, right. Holy night. Don't carry around a lot of cash with you, I think. <gasps> Wait a second. Do you have one of those indulgences? That would be fantastic because I did this thing yesterday that i am absolutely ashamed of and he does like the like the bow like the handout thing yeah. and says and i would absolutely love to get to to pay penance for it but i don't really have a lot of time to do the pay of the penance thing so maybe an indulgence would go a long way for that he says if you can help me find your sister you can tell me uh, what i want to know so you want to find my sister well i also want to know if she's been doing anything strange lately besides being out with this kid all the time Oh, doing anything strange lately. Well, I mean, she is a pretty strange person. I mean, wait a second. 
she was nice to me the other day. Yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, I think she's an alien. She she can't be herself. She wouldn't do something like that. I think you're right. I think you're you're looking for the aliens, aren't you? Right? The visitors from beyond. Sure, and that's that's why I need to find her. So if you could help me find her. All right, all right, all right. Well, she's if she's not at her house, our house. <laughs> I mean, she he pays for all of it, but I I squat there sometimes. And she's not here. She's not here, right? No, no, she's not here. Um, then the only other place you well, it, she could be at one of her her hide spots. Like she she gets to go out in the woods sometimes. No, but it's raining. I already said that. I really don't know where she would be. Uh, she doesn't usually tell me where she's going off to. She she has errands. She has things. I have my own things. We try to stay away from each other as much as possible. I think I might know. I think I might know who might know where she is, though. Well, let's go see Yuma, shall we? She has coins. And then he he starts walking. Grab your coat, Holy Knight. It's raining outside. Don't want to catch a chill. (laughs) He just ignores me. Have I been dragging my horse? I assume I've been riding my horse, right? Or have I been letting it not catch a cold? I mean, yeah, you probably weren't once it started raining, probably. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, he leads you to like a house near the uh, dock district in that bay. Yeah, he he knocks on the door or whatever, and uh, this Taconi woman answers at about 30 or so. She answers it and she kind of like looks at both of you and looks at Opage and says, What is it? Oh, hi, Yuma. I have a friend here who's looking for Frinta and... He wanted to know where she was, um, and uh, did I mention he's a holy knight of the Church of Saran? It's a mighty fine church, isn't it? So yes, you should talk to this fellow and tell him where Frinta is, if you know. I mean, I don't, I don't really know where she is, so maybe you know? I know you guys are buddies, so go ahead and make another observation check. Okay. I think this is difficulty three. I got a six. You that's six. not going to help me any. Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you don't notice anything. I mean, you're you're just focused on Yuma, and she she just like scowls and she says, "All right, Holy Knight, come on inside." And Opage like no, comes in after you, <laughs> um, squats down on like this divan that's there, and despite the fact that he's soaking wet, um, and Yuma just kind of like sighs and she looks at him. <laughs> The house is built like a Saran house on the outside. Like, it just looked like a normal Saran house. But on the inside, there's all sorts of, like, Tekoni decorations. Lots of Asian-style things. Probably takes a second to appreciate that, since I imagine he's not too familiar with it. She kind of, like, sits down. And there's this kind of, like, low table that you, you would, like, sit around on these cushions. And she sits on one of the cushions, and she, like, invites you to sit as well. She's just sitting, like, cross-legged. Okay. He kind of makes an effort to do the same thing she's doing. <laughs> okay. uh, she's, you know, looking across at you and she says, my name is Yuma. I'm a tax collector in this town. You want to find Frinta. May I ask why? Uh, he nods. He says, I uh, have a couple reasons. First, uh, the kid's dad isn't particularly pleased that he is uh, stuck out of the house and uh, he'd like me to return him. But uh, I also have some business to speak to her. Uh, doing an investigation. I'd like to see if she's 
has any information for me. I see. Why would your investigation... And I think what she does at that point is she kind of like stands up and starts to kind of like pacing on the other side of the room. She says, why would you be searching to find a boyer in a town like this? What possible import could she have in your investigation of the church? I'm not sure entirely how that's relevant. The church's matters are very private. Unless it is necessary to know in order to find where she is, I would rather not say. And just to give like kind of a bare description of the room, like you have this table in the middle and there's these cushions and then a larger area around that's kind of doesn't have any furniture in it. And then there's this divan on one wall that okay is just kind of like lounging in. Above that divan are like two swords, like katanas, like cross over each other on like this plaque. And okay. then um, you see like some paintings of like Taconi ships on another wall. And there's like a, a plant that you've never recognized before, kind of like in a pot on the other uh, other wall. And so she's she's kind of like pacing back and forth in front of the one of the paintings in the ships. And so she she looks at you and she says, I think it is Holy Night. I think it really is. You see, I'm a good friend of Frintas, and I'm the one who has to deal with people who might be uh, interested in harming her. You could say that we have that sort of relationship. I need to know that you're not going to try to do anything to Frinta. He just kind of like shakes his head and he's like, I only harm individuals who attack me. He says, unless you think Frinta going to assault me or otherwise attempt to subterfuge, you know, yeah, basically mm-hmm. that, then I will not harm her. If she turns out to be implicated in my investigation, then it's possible I may have to arrest her, I guess. I don't know, that's what they call it. But, <laughs> uh, but hopefully that will not be the case. You see, that is just not what I wanted to hear. I have one more question for you. What is your name? I'm Holy Knight Tan. Why do you ask? Tan. I recognize that name. Are you really that high up? You are one of the Tans? Says I'm not sure. I would consider that high up at this point. The but son yes. of the Pope? In Saran, I would imagine that is a high honor. You know, it said you would think. Uh, <laughs> says, but uh, could you not uh, pay too much attention to the going on in the church? Not that I blame you particularly. I am... Not in the position I once was. But regardless, I am here on an investigation. And that is the uh, matter that I came to speak to you about, not my personal matters. No, I understand. I was just wondering who I was dealing with. Now, I need to know what this investigation is about. Then I can tell you where Frinta is, I promise. But I need to know. Since there have been reports of heretical activity in this village, already spoken to a number of people, I have very few convincing leads. I went to speak to the kid and uh, found that he was not at home, though he was supposed to be. His father surmised that he'd be with Frinta. I was intending to speak to her anyways in regards to that, and uh, that's why I'm searching for her. I need to be able to send the child back to his father, and I'd like to talk to her to see if there's anything she knows about this uh, activity. <sighs> she sighs. And I want to give you one more observation check. Go ahead and make this a two. Oh, by the way, it's an obstacle two for a boon, right? Open ends a test? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and he's going to say a quick prayer for, for wisdom and whatever, a boon for this. 
because he's not got a lot not a lot of places to go so he needs to work out mm-hmm. so submit don't fail this please thank you <laughs> oh my gosh it still almost failed nice okay oh. so yeah you offer a quick prayer to the patron saints observation at a two no modifiers ah that yeah, i didn't even need it i want to roll it anyways because i can okay Oh, dang it. <laughs> That's the third time I've rolled the one on an extra. You, you almost kick yourself for not noticing this before, but you see on the katanas that there's there, a half circle. Yeah, there's a half circle. Gosh darn it. And that strange symbol on a place that you wouldn't notice right away, but it's it's kind of like hidden behind the way the, the blades are displayed, it's sort of hidden. Um, okay, well that's good. But yeah, and, and in that moment. She kind of sighs, and then she says, she notices, we notice. <laughs> I am sorry that I have to do this. And then Opage, who had been lounging on the divan and, like, pretending to be, basically, like, being drunk or whatever, he seems to get much more sober, grabs one of the blades and, like, chucks across the room at Yuma. Okay. And she grabs now, it and then faces you. As soon as she says that, can I, can I make an attack? Well, I guess it doesn't matter, because that's not how that works. But I was going to see if I could attack her before the sword got to her. You know, as soon as I know it's the sword, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to pull it out. And then when she says that, I know she's going to try and fight me. So can I attack her before she gets her sword? Okay. Yeah, there's a speed test, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, what's the, the difficulty? I mean, it's just against her speed. Oh, right, okay. Which, ah. which is three. And I'm, she, I'm going to definitely give her... She definitely has a fate point, so she's going to reroll that six. And it's another success, so four. Dang it, son. Cool beans. Well, I'm going to attack her. So I'm, I'm obviously not going to try and kill her. I want to basically render her unable to fight back. Mm-hmm. Am I able to make another prayer? No, probably not. Okay, I'll just spend another fate point on it then. Uh, okay, so I get to use this. You know I'm going to fail though, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I imagine she has a pretty high sword skill. All right, so um, now is it just her I'm fighting, right? Yeah, it's just her. Okay, I'm going to spend my persona on this. I'd like to not die. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Please be a lot. Nine. I got Holy nine. Holy yes. crap. Yes. I didn't get any sixes. Dang it. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, that felt good. Wow. Only two. Okay, so tell me how you brutally murder this lady. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to kill her. He throws the sword, and then as long as it's all the same to you, I just bat it out of the air. I just like slam it out of the air. And then like I hit her with the pommel of the sword um, to knock her out. And I think she just goes down like immediately. Like, I don't think there's even really a fight. Okay. And then I turn on the other guy just to see what he does. He's already out the door at this point. Okay. Then I let him run because I'm more concerned with her. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to take the swords and stash them somewhere. I don't know what I'm going to put them. I'll just sit them by the door so I can grab them on the way out. But I'm going to. I have traveling gear. I assume that includes rope, right? Uh, yeah, traveling gear includes, includes rope, yeah. Okay, so I, I want to tie her hands up then, and probably her feet. I can't put her on a horse. I was like, I'll put her on the horse. They can't do that. I don't have my horse. All right, I'll just tie her hands then. Uh, yeah, I really wish I would have brought my horse. And then he, I think he's just going to... He's not very strong. Yeah, you know, that sucks. Okay. Well, I don't think I can carry her because I have two power. So that's probably not going to work. Uh, I don't have a horse, so I can't do that. So I think he's actually just going to leave her, just like up against the wall, tie her hands up, probably her feet too, just so she doesn't kick him or something. And then he's just going to wait for her to get up. Mm-hmm. 
and he's probably also going to bar the door. So if that guy tries to come back with buddies, they can't just immediately bust through the door. Yeah, sure. Finally found something. <laughs> you did. You did indeed. I also got to roll a sword. That was pretty good. Yeah. Sword that was a fantastic sword roll. Yeah, that was crazy. I don't, I you didn't any you of got, yeah, no, you got, yeah, you got, no, you didn't. No, because it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you got all of them. Yeah. You succeeded on every single dice. Oh my god. I need a screenshot. Sweet. Yeah, so he's just going to wait for her to wake up and use his non-existent interrogating skills. She wakes up after maybe, I don't know, three minutes or so. And then, like, immediately, like, goes to, like, grab a weapon or something like that. But then she's tied up. And so she just kind of jerks around a little bit. And she looks up with you with, like, this look that I think you've probably seen before. And to you, it's a look of a heretic who firmly believes what their truth is kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. She just basically spits at you. Yeah. So he's sitting across from me. He's like, that went rather well. So after running around all day, I finally get some answers. Is it just the three of you then? Or is the kid on it too? She just refuses to give you any sort of answer whatsoever. She just stares at you. Oh, I, I don't really know. I don't have any skills for this at all. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even have intimidation. Why don't I have intimidation? You usually use suasion for those types of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you intimidate with doctrine, not with impressiveness. Well, I can't really use suasion or doctrine on her because she won't give a crap. So that won't work. Yep. And he just kind of sighs and he's like, this can go one of two ways. We can wait until your companion is trying to come get you and we can have a reenactment of what just happened, except uh, I won't be able to promise that there won't be any blood. Or you can tell me what's going on and we can try and settle this without shedding blood. It's up to you. She just scoffs and she says, that's all you really want, isn't it? More blood. You don't care about us. You don't care about the truth. You just care about your your bloody church built on your bloody altars. He says, uh, I care about the holy God. That is it. He says, whether or not you spill your blood is up to him, and whether or not you see the light is up to him as well. She just spits on the ground. She says, you blaspheme his name by even speaking it. That was not really what I expected. Uh, <laughs> he raises his eyebrows like that's an odd statement from a heretic. You know nothing. That's why I'm here. You care to enlighten me? I will tell you nothing. Go to the abyss. Rot for all eternity. Just like you and the rest of the heathens. The corruptors of the true church. He just shrugged and he says, what it is then? So I, did, I don't want to have to kill anybody here. My job here was to ensure that uh, this heresy didn't spread. And how are you going to do that? By asking nicely. You always had a sword in your mind. Well, you're still alive, aren't you? Could have very easily killed you. It's because you need information. And I won't give it to you. Just end it. Kill me. He shakes his head and it's clear that uh, your friend there is in on it. And uh, that... Sorinta? Yeah. And she's in on it as well. I don't need you. If all I wanted was blood, you'd be dead. Your friend would be dead. And Frita, ah, Frita would be next. As it stands, I would prefer all of you to come peacefully and not spill your blood. You haven't been able to put any skills behind any of these words, so she's right. just shaking yeah. her head and like, I'm not going to tell you anything. You could, of course, try to put skills behind these words, but um, all I of them would be untrained. A- can I make a suasion to convince her that, like, for me, like, for my religion, basically, I'm not just here to spill her blood. Like, I'm here to get justice. Like, that's what I want. Can I do that? Like, not to convince her 
she should believe something, but convince her that I believe something. Possibly. Um, go ahead and make an ob five suasion Holy test. Holy fucking pants. How old is this woman? 33. Okay, fine. Pockets, man. Oh, look at that. I failed. Oh, I got two. You did got, you got, you got two sixes. Fine, come on, come on. Work with me here. That was only 1d6. Why did I do that to myself? I'm even more. Now scared. the tension is. Oh! oh! Nice! Oh! She nods begrudgingly and says, Fine. The church is bloody as it always is, but maybe, maybe they haven't corrupted you too far. I. What do you want to know? First, I need to know who's involved. If I'm going to be able to keep them safe, I need to be able you know, to bring them in without harm. I need to be able to get to them quickly. I have other colleagues out searching. And if they find them first, well, let's just say I'm the most restrained of my group. I said that I believed that you didn't truly want to be violent. I didn't say that I would give up my companions. Yes, but I, I don't want them to die any more than you do. What? You know what I believe happens to them if they die, and I prefer that did not happen. Question. Is How effective are these coins? The indulgences? I mean, pretty effective. I mean, like, can I give one to them? Like, would it work on a heretic? Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How hard would it be for me to get those? Um, not super difficult. If you got someone who was good at persuading people, I mean, if you use suasion on a priest, you could probably get some. How screwed would I be if I did that? Like, I assume if, the you like, want me running around forgiving all the heretics. I mean, right? Yeah, that you'd probably get in trouble for that. Yeah, okay. Look, if it's proves my intentions to you, I will give this coin to one of you. It's up to you who I give it to. You want it for you, that's fine. I have a feeling you're going to give it to one of your companions instead. But as a show of good faith, one of you will walk away and hopefully the Holy... <laughs> he doesn't want to say that again because it made her mad last time. Yeah. Hopefully there will be mercy for the others as well. I would go get more and give all of them to you if I thought that the, the church would allow me, but I know they won't. And see, if you thing. just had a good persuasion skill, that would be such a good thing. If you want to try to make a persuasion roll, I will give you advantage for that. Give you an advantage okay. dice. But it's her will, though, right? It is her will. Obviously, they're not in a position to win at this point. I assume she was their best swordsman because he threw her the sword, not, you know, he didn't use it. And I just whooped her. And the other person makes tables. So, <laughs> or wait, no. What does she do? What? Make the bows. Bows, bows. Okay, well, I guess that could be kind of dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways all right i mean i'll, I'll try add persuasion which is perception right no will oh really yeah oh good I have a awesome do you want to like ask for a boon okay. or something yes <laughs> so so you could do a boon for two or for four you could do the yeah, aid i only have five though mm-hmm and I don't have a persona point to spend. <laughs> it is open-ended, though. I might as well do it at four. Okay, I got this. We're going to go for that. That's a bad color. Oh, man. Uh, I roll the one. I roll one every time. Um, you can spend a fate point to re-roll one of the failed dice. What? Yeah. Just win. That's what you can do with anything that's open-ended. Because you can't re-roll the sixes, you can spend it to re-roll one failed dice. Can I do that again if I fail again? No. Oh my gosh. They give me a heart attack here, man. Oh, That's nice. You got a six. Yeah, that means you get one one dice. Okay. This, so. Now the real roll. <laughs> at least you guys aren't mad at me, right? You know? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. Okay. What was this? Oh, yeah. Persuasion. Crap. All right. So I get two modifier, right? Mm-hmm. Against a... Um, basically oh, four. four. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't even think that's... Still, I still don't think that's possible. Oh, it is ah. technically possible. You were rolling eight dice. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not you. Oh, that's not a good color. I got three. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that's bad. That's real bad. So, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. basically, she just says, you just don't get it, do you? That is the reason that we hate the church. You can't offer up forgiveness of the coin. Blasphemy. He shakes his head and he's like, I don't expect you to care. I just expect you to want to survive, or at least for your comrades. To I survive. don't care about my own life. I'm willing to sacrifice it for the will of God. He shakes his head and he's like, I believe that. I was talking about your comrades' lives. They are also willing. He just nods his head and he says, I, I understand. So now, where are we at with this? Because she I succeeded the previous role. Okay, so she said she was going to talk, but she wasn't going to tell me she wasn't going to give up her friends. So. Yeah. She can answer questions. Like, she was kind of assuming, right. like, with that kind of thing that you were going to ask about, like, the heresy kind of a thing. Right. All right. And he's like, well, then tell me, what, what is it that they believe that they're willing to die for? And she kind of smiles a little bit, like she was hoping you would ask that. And she says, when I first came to this town, I was a foreigner. I had nothing. I had no religion. I didn't care for the stewards of my home. I didn't care for the gods. But Frinta, Frinta showed me. She showed me that it was not the stewards. They were not gods. We have falsely called them such. There is only one god, and he is all-powerful. He is the creator. He is the creator of everything. He is the one who wills everything into existence and wills it out again. But there is an enemy. There is an enemy that seeks our souls. A blackness, a void. He comes for us in the night. He comes for us with temptations, offers of power. We must resist him. The patron saints are an abomination. There are no patron saints. There are no gods. There are no stewards. At least not in as much as we've given them credit for being. They are nothing. They are simply agents of God's divine will. Ones who have fallen from favor and have sought their own worship. No. God is something more. God is all. He is everything. There is nothing but him. And then she stopped. Well, see, the weird thing is that, like, that's not totally against what he thinks either. I mean, like, obviously, because mm-hmm. he generally communes with the one instead of the... Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he doesn't... Obviously, because he, he believes that they're basically, you know, lower oh, yeah. gods, but... So... <laughs> and I think, I think your belief is a little bit rare in Saran. Yeah. Most people, like, interact with the patient saints on a regular basis, and that's what they kind of do their communing with. Whereas you've kind of taken it upon yourself to, like, commune directly with God. Yeah. I think he smiles a little bit, and he's like, I don't think we're quite as different as you think. Unfortunately, the church won't see it that way. I don't always see eye to eye with them, but unfortunately, they have their directives, and I have mine. So, so, how does this go? How does this end? It ends however you want it to end, Holy Night. I do not see an end that is not covered in blood. That is up to you, I suppose. He kind of Shakes then he's like, you already know what I want, but you won't give me your comrades, and I can't guarantee their, their safety if I can't find them, if I can't. 
make sure that my comrades don't find them first. Forget the coin. It doesn't matter. Difference in beliefs is what's got us here in the first place. Forget the coin. It's, it's their lives. I want, I don't want to spill their blood. I want them to have their chance, which I mean, he doesn't believe that they'll get much of a chance, obviously. It's like, I don't know how much of a chance the church will give them, but it's more than dying in a sword here. You keep talking about the church, and she almost looks with you with pity, and she says, Don't you understand? It's the church that has led us to this point. It's they've corrupted God's true teachings. They have led us to blasphemy. They have led us to somehow sharing God's power with lesser beings, sharing his worship, sharing his reverence. This is not right. Please, I beg you. Holy Knight Tan, see our side. You have but to throw off the yoke of the church, and you can be free. He kind of smiles. He's like, like I said, the church and I have never seen eye to eye, but even if I wanted to... You say that, and yet you still are their lapdog. Why? Uh, he says it's unfortunately a little out of my hands. He shakes his head, and he's like, I don't expect you to understand the situation. I'm not entirely sure I understand it myself, but uh, regardless is how it is. And uh, he kind of stands up and he's like, I, uh, man, see, now I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> he doesn't want to just kill her. That wouldn't work. But he can't really do anything with it. But, yeah. there, there are other skills that you could still try, even though they're untrained. You could. But, yeah, but against four will, I, I, even if they were a will skill, it, it, I don't know how I would be able to. Mm, it's true. It just, it would be the same thing. I'd have an eight obstacle. And even if well, I did Well, okay, same, so this is the thing. You could do, like, an intimidation. You could do an interrogation. And even with the six dice, you could wait for one of those to be several sixes. You could always do the boom, too. Yeah. That's always a possibility. <laughs> That's true. You could just keep yeah. trying to wear her down. Oh, goodness. I guess, like, I could do that. I, I mean... Is there still several skills you haven't really tried? I don't think he wants to do intimidation. I think he's past that point. Kind of tried that in the beginning. But now it'll feel, it would feel weird narratively for him to try that now. You could um, try an interrogation then and basically just try to ask her questions that will get her to slip an answer that you need. All right, I'll do that. You I don't I mean? have any idea how you would phrase that, but um, I'll give it a shot. Is that, what stat is that? It's interrogation, it's based on will, I believe. Well, one of these times I'm going to fail these boon rolls and it's not going to go well. Okay, well, I got the boon. Wow, I really got the boon. Holy crap. Oh my goodness. Too bad you weren't going for the for the aid. That should be a graduated thing. I should just no, get what I rolled. No, it's <laughs> Oh man. Uh here we go, I guess. So no modifiers, right? Interrog- I don't have anything for interrogation. Eh. Uh, so unfortunately, um obstacle for interrogation is the current will exponent of the person being interrogated plus um, any traits plus situational disadvantages, like if the victim has beliefs that prevent him from revealing what is being sought. So that's a five. So that's going to actually double to ten. Um, <laughs> which is still possible, technically. Oh, but it's not. it's not. Technically, you could roll another faith roll to get a boon. Or uh, not a boon, like an aid. I'm not, <laughs> not going to bother. Here, I'll just fail it. Okay. So I'm like, okay, some questions. I don't even know what I asked. But they didn't work. All right, got so it automatically open ends to re-roll those two sixes. Okay. Time for two more sixes, right? 
No, nope. no more six. Not even a four. Okay, so yeah, she she just refuses to tell you anything. Yeah. Okay. I think at this point he's just gonna kind of be like, okay, I'm gonna go find them. Well, I know how this is gonna go, but I'll do it anyways. All right, so I'm gonna come over to the gate here. Okay. And I'm just gonna leave her. I'll be like, I'm our guard will be on its way shortly. Okay. It's starting to dissipate. The rain is. He's just like wish you luck, and then he heads out. And then, uh, yeah, he heads over to the gate to inhales the guards. Yeah. What do you want? I have a. Uh, prisoner in one of these houses uh, down the ridge here. I need one of you to escort her to a, a cell. Kind of like glance at each other like, uh, under whose authority? Mine, the church's, you know, my head. Oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, of course. Holy night. Um, can you direct us what house it is? And he, he, I'll take what, you there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they, they kind of climb down. Um, well, oh, one, actually, one of them climbs down at least. Yeah, and then the other one I'm like, make sh- there's some of her accomplices are still in the city. Is this a big enough? This is probably they probably don't know who they are, do they? Maybe. Like, okay. Like, are you familiar with these people? Um, and he says, "I'm familiar with." Uh, and he says a name. Um, one of the like the other names, not the ones that we've focused on so far. He's like, "Yeah, he, I mean, he's in the guard." Wait, what? One of the people in that group is a guard. Yeah. Crying out loud. <laughs> oh, I'm like, all right, him and anybody he's with, they can't leave. Okay. And it, I assume they have him. Um, I think he's off shift today, actually. But that's fine. He just can't leave. All right. I mean, I'm just letting you know. All right. Thanks. Oh, well, yeah. And if he comes through with anybody, they can't leave either. Anybody he's with. And uh, I need you to run that message to all of the gates. You can't let him out of any of the gates. Um, um, all right. But yeah. I appreciate it. And then he heads back. And then, and then he says, wait, wait a second. Uh, Master Holy Knight, I think he might have come through this gate. It, it was it was raining. It, it was hard to see, but I think I think that might have been him. Where did he go? Uh, down by the docks, I think. There was a ship. I couldn't see much in the rain like, again, but like this dock, like the dock dock. Yeah. Well, what is there a boat nearby? Several. I asked him if he can point which boat he went to. Uh, I think he went to the far pier. I he's, again, it's, it was raining. I, it's hard to tell. He waves his hand. He says thanks. He says, uh, "Well, he doesn't know any of the other people." Crap. He says, "Just uh, keep an eye out," and then he. He runs over, and he has to go this way anyways, so I'm going to head over here, and once I get to, like, you know, here, mm-hmm. he's going to point out the house, like, she's bound in that house in the in the main quarters, whatever, be careful, she has accomplices running around, don't get killed. Yeah, right, and okay. then, so he, he nods to you and, and goes in. Alright, and then he's going to run over to the ship that they pointed out. Okay, so, so yeah, you get to, and like, get shot with an arrow. You get, you get here, you get, around, like, right here or whatever. And you see this big, like, merchant ship or whatever docked on this side, but it's stationary. Um, it's not, it hasn't gone anywhere or whatever. It seems whatever. But, like, there's no other ship on this pier Just that you that can one? see. Yeah. All right. So I assume that's the one he was indicating then? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want right. to go ahead and make a perception check for me? Sure, I can do that. Boop. 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 What's the... Um, go ahead and make the ABBA four. I fail. Oh, I feel bad. Bang, son. Mm, wow. All right. So yeah, you don't. The rain still is obscuring your vision, so you don't notice anything else. Is there a gangplank down to the ship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he just gets on it. Okay. There's there's like a a sailor ho- holding a cloak or whatever, and like fishing off the side, and he he like gets startled and looks at you. He's like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, uh, the guy's the guard's name. I'm like, see, do you know him? 
You know this guy? No, I, n- I never heard that name before in my life. I'm like, the guards on the tower said he came this way. Uh, he said he came to the far pier. This is the only boat over here, unless he's in the water. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a rowboat on that side. It, it was raining pretty hard when, or, or, or rather, I, I guess there wasn't a rowboat on that side. It was, it was up on the pier. Because, you know, otherwise it would be filled with water and, and no one wants that. So uh, I think, yeah, I think a group of people came and, and, and uh, tossed, it, tossed it in the water and uh, took off with it. Um, actually, no, I think there were two rowboats. It's quite a big group, actually, now that I mention it. It's, this is a sizable ship, I assume? Like, yeah, it's like a merchant vessel. Okay. So he, he knows I'm a holy knight, right? I assume you can tell that. Yeah. It's like, all right, I, I'm going to just take a look around the ship just to make sure. All right, knock yourself out. I mean, I guess the captain's drunk right now, and he's he's probably sleeping it off. I think so. You're probably fine. You know, he just does a cursory check around the ship just to make sure there's no people anywhere. Yeah, there's there's nothing. I'm going to just head back. I guess. I mean, I'm under the impression now they've all just left. So that's great. I mean, the guy kind of told you what direction they went. I oh, guess. Did? Yeah, they went north. Oh, they went up the yeah river. He wasn't sure uh-huh. how he wasn't sure how far because it was raining pretty hard. Far does this go? I mean, it's a river. Uh, well, that's that's upriver, right? Yeah. Right. So I imagine they're probably not going super far in a rowboat. Probably not. Okay. Oh, uh, I didn't really think about that. Where did I leave my horse? Uh, probably just in the, at, at the inn. I'm assuming. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm just gonna hoof it over there and just see if I see the boat along the river anywhere. I mean, because if I see a boat anywhere, I mean, they can't dock. So, like, presumably, put it over not. where exactly? Like, we're just gonna go over towards this bridge here. I'm just want to see if there's any kind of like, if there's one on any of these, like, just by the cliffs anywhere. Okay, right here. I mean, go ahead and make an observation then. Just observation one. It, it stopped raining at this point completely. Um, and okay. the the though it's kind of late at this point, the the sky is kind of clear, so it's you can see pretty easily. I'm gonna stop giving myself a modifier. There we go. Okay. Nice. Really. Are you kidding me? Nothing. All right. Yeah, you don't. I mean, How you, is this possible? Wait a minute. I think I should have rolled an extra dice because I rolled that routine observation before. Oh, that so you the, increased it? Yeah. Go ahead and roll. Yeah. I'll just add an extra dice. Not one d sixty five. Nice. You. Awesome. You see um, a bunch of footprints near the river, uh, near about here. Okay. But it's very obvious that it's. Um, a bunch of women who came to do laundry, um, okay. and it's nothing. So, Great. all right, you uh, find no, you no, find no, nothing no. along that that stretch at all. Okay, except wait, it just rained, so there wouldn't be anything anyway. Yeah, there's no, nothing, there's nothing at all then. Okay, I'm going to go over here and ask these guards here if they saw a boat pass and if they saw it go downstream at all. Okay, um, you get over there and um, you you call up and. There's nothing, no answer. And, uh, like, the guards at this gate, they're, like, over here, whatever, in the, the tower. They kind of, like, call back to you, Hey, who are you shouting at? I'm like, the guards that are supposed to be in this tower. Wait, Franis? Franis, you up? There's a man yelling at you. And there's no answer. Like, do you want to... Uh, can I get up there? I mean, I assume there's a staircase yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm like, uh, maybe you should come... Send somebody over here with me. And I start heading up there. Yeah, one of the guards kind of like wanders over, and you find him knocked out in the in this tower. The one guard that was on duty at that at that place, he's, he's right. knocked out, sprawled in that tower. 
Okay. And on top of the tower, do I see or through the windows, whatever? I don't see any boats anywhere. Uh, okay. Actually, go ahead and make a perception check. Ob two. Haha, I passed something. Nice. Oh, I actually got all. You don't see anything on this side, but you notice that there is, um, and, and it's it's getting kind of dark. It's, it's pretty dark right now because it's still overcast. Um, okay. But you actually see, because you're on this tower or whatever, you see um, that the stained glass windows on this side of the, the nunnery have been broken in. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Sigh. And you, you hear some shouting. Wow, I'm going to go over there. But first, I'm going to go get my horse because apparently I'm supposed to get my horse. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you had your horse anyway. Like, you were already on your horse. You just... Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you ride in. Um, and yeah, you pull up and you see Antonius with the dead person in front of him. Oh, did they knock out that guard? <laughs> yeah, that was Adam. Oh. I was wondering why they would try and knock someone else to get like just randomly in the tower. Mm -hmm. There's no boats. That's the worst. Oh. He's gonna kill all of them. Yeah, so, uh, so so you get to that situation and then you say You idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go, then we close. So uh, that wrapped up well. Yeah, it really did. Oh my gosh. As I noted in the beginning of the episode, we didn't go through Dellen's bits when we began the game, and so we spend some extra time here revising some beliefs to better fit the session we played. Let's take a look at how much Artha Dellen earned. Alright, so let's go ahead and get you some fate, my friend. Also, feel free to um, rewrite beliefs on here and then fulfill them if you want to, kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I changed one of them because I knew that I wouldn't get any for the others. So I changed one to basically I need to find the heretics, which I kind of did, kind of didn't do. <laughs> I mean, go so, ahead and take fate for that. You probably you haven't like I will find these yeah. heretics as the church directed. That's kind of specific. Yeah. And yeah, you haven't found all. Of them well, yet, I just meant like so. they told me to find them. Yeah, then, but I haven't found all. Of them, so, yeah, Fair enough. All right. And then, yeah, obviously I didn't do any of the other things. But you can you can rewrite those if you want to just for this. I mean, you can what you can do is like pretend you rewrote those at the beginning, get fate for them, change them back if you want right. to. Because do you want uh, to keep those for next time? Yeah, yeah, probably. So I mean, I mean, his objective was to find you know them in general. So I guess he kind of I don't know. I feel like the, his main thing was that, and he didn't really completely finish that, but he sort of did. So. I feel like I'll, I'll probably just keep it on that one because I don't I don't know what else I would put for that. I mean, like, I don't know what other goals he had. I mean, you had you had several minor goals through the course of that. That's true. Um, you, you could write one about like, like the mayor or whatever, like finding the discrepancies or or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could put I want to find a trail or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, because that's the thing. Otherwise, you're just going to get one fate point for that whole thing. Right. And that just feels sorely lacking in what you should get. Yeah. What would you have completed, like, in, in the course of this? Like, what did you actually finish? Well, I mean, he, the mayor's thing is still open. Discover, I mean, like, basically his thing was I need to find out what group that I'm dealing with here. And he did that, like, he identified who they were. I guess like, identifying them. Okay, thing. sure. Yeah, so, so take Persona okay. for that. That's fine. So it's fate and uh, Persona in belief categories. Okay. And then uh, none of these actually were a problem. Uh, I think so. Not even never was, leave a word against the gods unchallenged really got you into trouble. I was wondering if fighting honorably was going to get me in trouble, but that actually went really well. It so. did, yeah. Uh, actually, I guess it wasn't super honorable. I kind of just knocked her out. She didn't have a weapon. But, yeah. You know, it was a one-on-one fight. <laughs> Anyways, Faithful didn't get me into problems. No, not really. Fearless didn't. Yeah, not really. So I mean, like, yeah. I guess my religion kind of was the reason she wouldn't do anything. She wouldn't talk to me. Sure. So, so take. No, that's fine. Yeah, take take a uh, fate for tonsured tonsured then. Okay, sweet. Next, that went really well, I think. Yeah, I have to figure out how his conversation or with her interacted with his what he thinks because, like, I mean, he doesn't think that the patron saints are not gods. And he doesn't, I don't really know how he, it depends on what the doctrine, what, what the, the book says about the coins as to whether or not he thinks they're actually like a moral thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he was using that as just leverage. Like, I mean, if, if the God doesn't forgive them, then whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, he'll, he'll still get his justice. But I had to figure out how that affected his opinions because I feel mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how, how Dallin is affected by these heretics. Because again, like what? everyone else in the party has been like interacting with these things in a more personal way like relationship wise like both adam and uh jared have both like started trying like they they both think the nun is really attractive so that's the thing that's been happening and uh cantarius and antonius have had a lot of things going on with the blacksmith and their family so that's been happening a lot but were you you're a lot of what your kind of stuff that's been happening is religious in nature. And I mean, that makes total yeah. sense for your character, but yeah. yeah. I'll have to just, we'll have to figure out what the text says because he goes by that pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. It would depend on like how old the texts are that you are reading. Um, Cause I'm, I'm thinking that more modern doctrinal right. texts would be okay no. with indulgences. Whereas then the older ones probably would be against them. With a sixth doctrine. Would I know that? Probably. Okay, because that's that's interesting. Then, then I think and it depends on whether or not you think the older texts are more valuable or more enlightened. Or right. well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is religion is not the thing you innovate. You don't re- innovate on religion. Religion doesn't get more accurate as you go on. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I think he might not be sure about those. I mean, he's never used them to actually be like you're forgiven. He's just yeah. like here's this coin to get you to do what he's I want. He's just using it politically. Yeah, yeah. So I think. I'll have to think about that. Jeff. And there is definitely more doctrine that I haven't really got into for them that they believe that that might yeah. come into play. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how all that goes down. Yeah, I think I might make a couple religious beliefs he has and see if I can't mess with them. But yeah, good deal. All right, well, I cool. think that's... I think that's a wrap. Yeah, cool. Thanks for playing. This was fun. We'll be back with some yep. more exciting Crow Inquisitors adventures. And I'm so excited to see, to have the whole party back and to see how this is all going to go down. It's going to kill all of them. It's going to so be a useless. great time. Adios. Night. Thanks for Yeah, no problem. See ya. See ya. 
That was episode four and a half of Crow Inquisitors. Look out for bonus content in between episodes as well, such as original fiction, music, and other extras to tide you over until we return to the campaign proper. I hope you enjoyed the story so far. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode. Thank <laughs> you.